Hello everyone and welcome to another action-packed episode of the Super Show podcast. I'm your host for this week, Jamie, and I'm already getting laughs, which means I must be doing something right. Chris, what's the good do there? Action-packed. Uh, action-packed, buddy. I'm, I'm so ready what? for it. It's, it's going to be like a fucking you... 80s action romp in this one. Oh, so you don't reject that synopsis? You don't think, you believe we are action-packed? Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm totally on board, buddy. Jonesy, we're going to be relying on you to bring some of that action. I'm going to oh. tee you up here. Your best knock-knock joke in three, two, one, action. Uh, and that, oh, folks, you know what? No, is I the do Super know Show one. and its best. Go on, my, then. my kid's favourite knock-knock joke. Oh, no. Oh, it it doesn't really We already really know work. the punchline, then. Fuck. Knock-knock. Who's there? Yura. Yura who? <laughs> oh, sorry, I did it. I've done it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Europe. Europe who? No, Europe who. Yeah, right. Yeah, cool. That's my kid's favorite joke. That, really that sounds the like bar, a kid's joke, yeah. Setting the bar it high. When you borrow there jokes, are no, are there steal are no jokes from your infant son and get them wrong. Can't even there tell are, them. Are there, any, are there any adult um, knock-knock jokes? I know an adult, like, why did the chicken cross the road joke? Yeah. Why did the, why did the pervert cross the road? Oh God! Listen, people have already been cancelled, Jonesy. We're gonna because be- he had his dick stuck in a chicken. Hey, uh, Chris, why did the pervert cross the road? Because he'd just been fired by Activision Blizzard, and that's the because <laughs> um, Jay Allen Brack <laughs> exactly. Because if you hadn't um, picked up on this fact already, we are in fact a gaming podcast mostly. Uh, when we can focus on that fact, and we do deliver gaming news and updates and. All kinds of hot topics and discussions, and that's exactly what we will be going to be doing for you over the next, I don't know, folks, what do you say, like two hours, ballpark? Yeah, hour and a half. Hour and 45. At least 20 minutes. At least 20 minutes. We're also a a jokes podcast as well. We bring you the hottest jokes. Yeah, let's let's not, let's not. Let's just fucking cut it right there, fellas. We can guarantee, no, Chris, I'm taking a stand, at least three more knock-knock jokes before the end of this podcast. You've heard it here first. Can well, we go I, cheese jokes? I know more cheese jokes. No, Can you do a knock-knock joke about cheese? Kind of two birds, no, one stone situation. No, knock-knock jokes. I don't know any knock-knock jokes. Hence, that's what the, you got the Europe joke, the Europe who joke. Yeah. So, knock-knock cheese jokes. Now that's where it's at. With, with hindsight, wow. it's probably poor form as a host to tee you up for a joke in like 30 <laughs> seconds into a podcast and just put you on the spot like that. But that's what we're here to deliver. Moments, live, authentic moments. Yeah. And that's what that was. More you know, authentic moments still to come. Can I just say that sometimes I wonder why we haven't really like <laughs> grown <laughs> a, why we in, in our viewership. Yeah, how come our viewership is shrinking? Although to be Not fair, enough cheese la- jokes. Last week we did we did we did better. So thank you if you were one of the people that helped contribute to those numbers. Do appreciate yes, it. Thank, thank you abandoned. <laughs> and if you enjoyed our discussions about abandoned and you were here last week for that discussion, then all I'll say is stay tuned because we may or may not revisit that very subject later on with some brand spanking news hot yeah. off the press, courtesy of our good friend Hassan. Um, and if you want to increase the viewership in, you know, other ways across the board, regardless of whether or not we're talking about abandoned, you can maybe help out by visiting us on YouTube. If you're over there, you can subscribe to the channel. That will keep you up to date and informed on future episodes, not just of this podcast, but of anything else we maybe upload to that channel. Who knows? The future is bright as far as we're concerned. Uh, <laughs> we have to say that. I think it's a legal obligation at this stage. We have to. It's a, it's a Patreon thing. We have to stay optimistic. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. You can also reach out to us on social media, Chris. Yeah, can I tell you something cool? 
because yeah. I get I get emails each week about how we perform on our podcasting platforms oh, of choice. God. Uh, and last week's episode, uh, Super Show eighty two, was number eighty seven on Apple Podcasts for video game podcasts in Great Britain. So that's wow. That's that good. is pretty cool. I was listening to that thinking you were going to drop a bomb at the end and be like, in the Philippines. Well, we're, but, we're, we're 237 in Canada, so. Are we top anywhere? Is there any weird little place that we're top? Uh, I Does try, it tell you that? I, no, because it kind of like cherry picks for you on this like okay. email that it generates. But uh, we are number 103 in Ireland. We dropped down 27 places. So, you know, oh, wow. no. Yeah. They won't be liking the whole no murder angle. <laughs> and actually, on the on the eighty seventh on uh, for video games in Great Britain on Apple Podcasts, we that position had dropped fifteen. So the week before, we were oh, fifteen wow. better. So yeah. wait, oh. so we're up on YouTube, down on audio. Interesting. Ouch. I wonder if Interesting. there's some kind of isostasy happening there. Yeah, maybe, and you could prevent that word that Chris just said by maybe <laughs> watching and listening. Go through the whole podcast twice. Why not? You can listen to it on a podcasting platform of your choice. We're available on Spotify. We're available on iTunes, even Google Podcasts. And of course, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube if you want some faces to accommodate that audio. And if you want an entirely different experience, something that neither a podcast nor a YouTube video can provide, then we are, of course, still internet Radio Giga Stars, did we say? Is that what we giga. are? are we, need, we need a we need a new metric here. The the, the Giga Stars, Mega Stars, Superstars, getting a bit like okay. tired, a bit long in the tooth. Any ideas? Hyperstars? Uh, um, no, like gaming porn stars. Oh, okay. There we go. Will we Maybe. get in trouble with Paisley Radio if we call ourselves Internet <laughs> Radio Porn Stars? Dude, can I just say? Paisley Radio are the most chill motherfuckers out there because we've said some shit and we have not heard anything that is more like, yeah, you guys do what you do. Yeah, cool. this is this is when we find out they actually stopped airing the podcast like six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully that's not the case. You can fact check that for us if you tune in on paisleyradio.com. We are broadcast, so I've heard, at Thursdays at 10 p.m. And if you miss it, it's repeated on Mondays at that same time. That's 10 p.m., whatever the time is in England. You can work that out in your country using the internet. Boys, there's other stuff we're going to get to later. We're going to talk about the Patreon and maybe why there's a reason this week of all weeks where you might be looking to, uh, to sign up to that and take advantage of all those hot exclusive perks that we have to offer. That link will be although I'm going to get to it later. I'll tell you the link now because some of you might stop listening. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash super show. But in the meantime, how about we jump in with a little bit of news? Two feet first. Let's do it. Yes. Chris, you ready? You limber, limbered up? <laughs> yeah. I just Listen, I've been watching a lot of Olympics, right? And I don't want to pull a groin. So I'm ready. Did you watch that one thing where that woman... I think it must have been in like the taekwondo or the judo. Her coach amps her up by like shaking her and slapping her before the fight. I feel I've like that's that what in, we need. I seen that in weightlifting. I haven't yeah. seen it in the taekwondo. They'll have a slap around. If, the back we, of if we ever yeah. do like a physical podcast recording in the future for some special occasion, that's how we're going to amp ourselves up. <sighs> have you? Have you I used seen... to jump up and down before we did the one in the booth. I used to be like, oh, "Come on!" Yeah, I thought you, I always used to think think you were having an epileptic fit, and I was like running up to get like you know the office defibrillator yeah. or something. 
Chris used to prepare. <laughs> Somebody got epileptic fit. He's boom. That's how I do it, buddy. Like, there's no fucking mercy. If you sneeze, I'll fucking get the defibrillator out and just fucking shock you. That feels um, like pouring gasoline off. That's like someone's like spazzing out the floor after an ODing on coke, and you're like just pouring more coke up their nose. Like, come back, <laughs> come back. Do, do you know what? It, do you know what it really was though? Like hyping us up for. Um, the old, the older versions of uh, Super Show when we were all together, mm. it was you two just fucking talking the biggest load of shit and me saying, "All right, guys, we've only got the podcasting room for like another hour. Let's." We were getting you ready. Uh, we were helping. See, I yeah, see. you know, it's all about finding your rhythm and finding your flow, and what better way to do that than with conversation, Chris? Apparently, it's an art. Do you know what else is an art? Mm, tell me the, the art of segueing from one story to another. There and so, go. let's talk about. <laughs> The first video game of this entire, I don't know, 10 minutes of recording. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Oh. It's the upcoming game from Guerrilla Games, the sequel to Horizon Forbidden... Uh, what's it called? No, Horizon Zero Dawn. Zero that's, Dawn. The name, that's the name of that game. No, no, hold on. How, how does Jonesy say it? Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Lord of the, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Return of the I would King. Never, I would never say that because I've never watched it, so I don't need to. Yep. Anyway, well, hold on, you've never watched Lord of the Rings? What, that Hobbit trash? No. Get the fuck out of this podcast. Wait, but you've what seen Lord of the Rings, though, right? No, I haven't seen that Hobbit trash. You haven't seen any of it? Oh, my God. I tried to watch it once. I did try and watch it once, and I fell asleep because it was so boring. <laughs> wow. Some, some, uh, there was someone was in soft focus, some elf lady was in soft focus, and then Hugo Weaving was there and looking like a weirdo. And then some orcs and borks popped in, and I was like, I'm going to sleep. Orcs <laughs> so and borks. Do, do you ever have that thing where... You've known someone for like a, a decent chunk of time. I've told you, and they some, say something so fucking moronic that you just you don't know. <laughs> such you, you don't even know films. who they are anymore. It's like I guess like uh, in a marriage, and the husband like bones dogs or something, and the wife finds <clears throat> I was like, I don't know you. That's how yeah. I feel right now. You're a, you're a dog boner. George, I tell you what's weird about those films is even though I haven't actually seen, I've sat down and seen one the whole way through. I feel like I've seen. About two of them. Wait, so you haven't watched the Battle of Helm's Deep? You fucking maniac! I don't. Get know, out. I don't Get... know what the Battle of Helm's Deep is. Oh. It did. It did make playing Shadow of Mordor more interesting because I didn't really know what the hell was going on. <laughs> but you loved Shadow of Mordor, so you I did love Shadow of like, Mordor. I you did. can get into that universe, but, that front, that world, if you try uh, to. It was more the the game. I love the game and the action and the gameplay and how it all felt. I'd, some of the more like weird. You know, elfy stuff. I just kind of ignored <laughs> the weird elfy stuff. You play as a guy that's got an elf inside of him. The game is half elf. <laughs> the game is half elf. No, but it's not really. It's like any game. You don't have if you play the Smeagol game, whatever. When it comes out, it's not like you have to actually. Oh, really, I still forget they're making that Smeagol. Yeah. What was his name? Gollum. 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 Yeah. That game. Yeah, but, Lord, but this Lord is what, of the Rings. This is what Gollum. fucking blows my mind. You know that Gollum's real name is Smeagol. Like, yeah. I've, seen, yeah, I've yeah. seen so much of those you, of like bits yeah. of those movies over the you years. You pick up Lord of the Rings stuff through osmosis, whether you want to or not. I can yeah. definitely agree I, with that. I just kind of feel like Smeagol is quite a quite a niche kind of thing to pick up though. But okay, fair enough. You know, that's that um that TV show is coming out like soon, right? Um, or is it no no, it's next year. Next, next year. year. But they, they just released, they released like a the picture. First official image, yeah. Yeah. One it's of cool. those it, things- could, it could be cool. For one sure. day, you know what? Maybe one day I'll sit down and watch the whole trilogy, and I'll be like, oh, "This is actually quite good," but because I've, I've never done it, I, just, I wouldn't know. Dude, one piece of advice: watch it in the cinema, watch it on DVD, watch the extended versions on DVD. I knew it. 
I knew it. Oh. I want, I was actually going to give Jonesy that exact <clears throat> advice. Don't tell any Lord of the Rings fans you're about to do it because they'll <laughs> all bully you into watching the extended editions and you just don't need to give up no, that no, no. much time I, I, in your life. I will admit that uh, you probably should not watch the extended editions unless you watch the, watch the normal ones. And if you're really into it, then watch it because there's a lot of stuff that quite clearly never needed to be there. How many are there now? Five, right? There's the trilogy and then oh, there's yeah, the Hobbit ones. No, there's six because I think there were three Hobbit ones. Don't yeah. watch the Hobbit ones. Oh, they're, God. They're crap. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't watch those. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I've kind of... Uh, Lord of the Rings has hijacked this. I apologize. Nah, do you know hey, listen, you sent a fucking WhatsApp message earlier this week saying, oh, we should talk more about films. I, yeah, but not Lord of the Rings. <laughs> something else, Is it something not else. a movie? <laughs> yeah, but I meant new movies. Are, <laughs> are you not entertained? <laughs> Apparently not. Bumped my microphone. I'm so amped up now. Well, speaking of people with braided hair <laughs> prancing around with bows and arrows. <laughs> hey, see? It's a, it's a, it's a, we're just getting too, we're getting too ahead of the game. We're getting too far ahead of the wow. game. Wow. Can, um, can you write my obituary when I'm when I bite the dust? Can you just kind of like... I love that. that, that spit a few yawns. You're going to die before me. and There's absolutely no fucking way that that's happening. I Look at us. I think you'd be surprised, buddy. No, like I've got a few years on you, but you've just got. I think just about every other metric leads to do. Nah, Although you, you do get ill like fucking three times a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you know, it's it's one of those. Just, he was a sickly man. Yeah. yeah, he was a sickly man. He loved gaming, but he never <laughs> had time to game. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, good news, Chris. You don't need that much time to game in the. You don't need to do another segue. Just get into it. I'm seeing how I might set the record for it's how many segues, segues into the same story segue. can one person do. <laughs> Look, let's get to the actual meat of this story, which is that Horizon Forbidden West was going to originally come out probably sometime later this year. In fact, as yeah. recently as last month, Herman Holst, the head of PlayStation Studios, said that the game was quote unquote on track for release in the holiday season. So it was teed up. It looked like to be Me. sort of one of the, if not the biggest sort of tentpole release for the PlayStation 5 um, of pretty much the entire year, let alone that season. Yeah. Although it would have come out on the PS4 as well. Um, it now seems like that may not well be the case. Uh, it looks, boys, like Horizon Forbidden West might get delayed. So to break down sort of the order things kind of broke to the public in, there was an initial report from Jeff Grubb. I, I feel like referring to all these guys as friends of the podcast just because we, we say just, their just names. Call it, just, call him, just call him Hefe. El Hefe. Well, there's two El Hefes in this story. That's the thing. El Hefe Uno, Jeff Grubb, initially reported it. He does this kind of like podcasty video thing where he essentially said that Sony were leaning towards a 2022 release for the title. Then Jason Schreier, El aka El Jefe Dos, swept in not long afterwards. And his report over at Bloomberg was a lot more definitive using the words that Sony had decided and delayed Horizon Horizon <clears throat> Forbidden West into next year. Probably looking at some kind of a Q1 shtick, right? Like it's got to be, you've got to imagine that's a February, March, at worst, April. Yeah, kind of but, thing, but right? th this is the interesting thing. So you, you've got fucking the holster. Either he said, I'm on crack, or he did actually say, it's on track. Now, oh. uh, yeah, you see, it's, it's a possibility. It's a thick I, accent, the Dutch one. And sometimes people have earwax, Jamie. It's true. This uh, I know. <laughs> that's killed, <laughs> that's killed me. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, but look, my, my point is this. What it would seem if it was on track, and, and I, I'm hearing words like decided, leaning towards that's yeah. like that's like a decision that 
it's like decided upon, not forced upon, right? So it's not like the way that I read into it, and obviously I'm reading into it way too much because I'm a gamer with a capital G, um, Mm -hmm. is the game could potentially be ready by the time they initially said that they're going to release it. But maybe they're just doing a bit of actual fucking strategy here and saying now, okay, pinch of salt here, but saying that if they were to release uh, Forbidden West when they said that there would be a really big gulf before there was another big release. Mm -hmm. Looking at God of War Ragnarok, right? Right. In particular, but that's just because that's me. Right. But what if they, what if they just said like you know mm. what we've got we've got these other games coming out like we don't want to stack the slate too much in this period so it would probably be a wise idea to move it now I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but then you're you're also making a bigger golf in front of it when they last had a big tempo clip uh, game on the PlayStation Five well, as well not necessarily so. because it's not necessarily like looking at first party titles only but I think maybe they're looking at like the bigger picture. Not just not just the Sony Studios game, but like more than that. Because like planned out their calendar and said yeah, what's coming exactly. out and gone. We've got more of a hole here, so let's push it to a Q one sort of. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, didn't um can a bridge of? I want to I want to say yes. bridge of bridge of spies. Bridge of <laughs> yes, Tom Hanks's can a bridge yeah. of spies was right. was delayed to September. Right, uh, September so... also being the month that Deathloop. One of the only remaining um, PS5 exclusives is coming out. Yeah, which has so. just gone gold. So which has just gone gold. I mean, if we if we discount what happened with Cyberpunk, gold means we're ready <laughs> to release it, baby. Um, you know, I don't think Ooh. Sony would make that mistake again <laughs> for a very yeah. long time. Uh, right. So I, I would imagine that if they say it's gone gold, Sony probably made sure that it's ready to fucking go. So yeah, so maybe they're like, okay, September. So fuck, what have we got coming up after that? And just kind of pushing it a bit further. Interesting. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I think from them, what they've said and what it sounds like to me, it's more like, yeah, we could have got it out 2021, but we really would have to have pushed. And we know in this day and age, maybe that's not the best. Like it's on track to come out if we pull out all the stops, if we start like beating our, you know, beating the team to get it out and making them work every hour under the sun. But yeah, we're going to wait till 2022. Like, cause do you know what I mean? I, I think it's more of them less than yeah. the calendar sort of thing anything possible it's one of those things where i think we're just gonna have to sort of grit our teeth through the next four months or so because i was actually you know even aside from this announcement i was checking the sort of wikipedia page for 2021 in video games or whatever it's called <laughs> and just reminding myself of the big releases in october and november and december Kind of thinking, okay, like, what's our Q4? What's our Christmas looking like? What am I going to get my mum to buy for me? Because I don't <laughs> want to spend money on it myself. And it's like, boys, I don't know if you've checked recently, but it's not looking that hot. No, like, that's what I'm right. saying. That's Over the I'm course saying. of the year, we'd lost track of how many games, just how many games had been delayed into 2022, how stacked that year now looks, and how weak this fall looks. And the only thing I'm thinking about is that, like, that's why I don't think Hori- it's a Horizon decision to push it. Yeah, Horizon could have crushed if it, if Horizon was coming out in November, like to counter, say, uh, Forza Horizon, which is what uh, Xbox are kind of banking on for November. Assuming Halo comes out in October, I don't know. Um, yeah. Like 
yeah, Horizon would have been a big deal. And speaking of Halo and Forza, that also now means, and not to you know add fuel to the console <laughs> fire, fire war because that, that doesn't need any more fuel as far as anyone's concerned, but Halo and Forza make this a better Q4 for Xbox than PlayStation will have with Deathloop. Especially now, because Deathloop is one year away from coming to Xbox for free, because <laughs> Xbox own the people making it. Like, <laughs> so Sony's only big PS5 exclusive is owned by their rival <laughs> this year. It's I love bizarre. It, yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll all find something to play though, right? Like, we will. There'll be something. Yeah, but Here's the, the, the thing we'll play Game is Pass. just like, yeah, exactly, like a fucking two-year-old <laughs> game on Game Pass because we said we yeah. were we, and I'm still planning on doing it. Uh, but we said heave ho, like, like oh, that, shit, yeah. that's the shit I'd imagine we'd be playing. And Games Pass, like you, Hades is coming to Games Pass today. Curse of the True. of the old gods came to Games Pass. I'm gonna hoping to hop on that. Like, yeah, we're gonna. There's plenty to play. It's just you mm. you miss out on that kind of like big shiny shit, right? And speaking of missing out on the big shiny shit, I have to ask the unpopular question before we move on to the next chunk of the podcast, Jonesy. I'll go to you first as a an avid as a keen PS5 owner. And a proud PS5 owner, does a delay for Horizon Forbidden West make room for an internal delay that obviously we're never made privy to for God of War Ragnarok? Because even if you could release those games close to each other, you probably don't want to. Uh, so sorry, what's the question? Does it make like <laughs> like do, no no, no do, does is there a situation where let's say at one point in time, let's say you go back two months. And you walked yep. up to Herman Holst on the street, said, Herman, great to meet you. Shake my hand. And he had slightly sweaty palms. And you said, why are you nervous? He's like, I don't know if we're going to get Horizon done in time. Um, and wow. you know, he talks through the kind of the release schedule. And he says, well, in my head, Horizon Forbidden West is coming out in November. And that means we've got time for God of War Ragnarok to come right. out in April. And you go, ah, oh, cool, cool, cool. You speak to him today. And his palms are slightly less sweaty because he's made his decision for Christ. He says, yeah. but there's been some knock-on effects. Horizon's coming out in February. That means God of War ain't coming out till October, November now. God of War's a Christmas game, buddy. Yeah, but what because I'm we saying... Because we need to split our PS5 games up. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I think it's the other way around. I know you asked Jonesy, but I'm fucking butting in. Yeah, no, there. jump on. I, I think it's the other way around. I think potentially Ragnarok is delayed, and then they've got this massive goal that they need to Ooh. kind of... Fix halfway, right? But you still fit with Jamie's uh, idea of the calendar, right? So you're still thinking that Christmas or holidays net 2022 will be Ragnarok, oh. and earlier in the year will be well, whatever it might be. Whatever it might As, be. It, I'm not you saying Jamie. No, but it, it does. It does annoy me. It does piss me off a bit. Like because I think we all knew Ragnarok was getting pushed. Like no one thought that was actually going to drop <laughs> in 2021. When they showed just like the title of it, everyone's like, "This is not coming out in one year." Like what are you talking about? <laughs> But yeah. I think because we'd seen a lot more stuff for Horizon, especially the what we saw at E3, it definitely felt like it was a possibility still. Um, it yeah. did feel like it was a stretch. And I think there were, we were already saying, what the chance of it getting pushed? Blah, 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 blah. But now that, yeah, this does kind of suck. Um, I would say that I'm looking forward to Horizon more than I'm looking forward to Ragnarok. Not, not just because I'm not because one is better than the other, just from I really enjoyed God of War. But Horizon for me was like a more kind of, I don't know, all-encompassing fantasy, like post-apocalyptic world that I really got into. And God of War was wicked and the fighting was great, but it was a less sort of developed world in that sense to me. It's like a narrative and everything. Although the, the obviously the whole narrative thing behind God of War was wicked. So I was more looking forward to playing some more Horizon. So mm. I'm kind of more bummed out about Horizon than I am about Ragnarok. And I'd also told myself, 
Ragnarok's definitely getting delayed to 2022. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of expected. Yeah. I guess Whereas, it also kind of helps that Ragnarok doesn't f- quite feel real yet, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. You've never it. seen anything. Like, so it's just a potential at the moment. It's just a bloody title. Yeah. Can I sure. uh, can I float a question by you guys, right? Mm. <clears throat> Knowing how well-received God of War was, okay, and and seeing now what's happened with Horizon, do you think that the, that Sony would ever pull a Bethesda, and and when they reveal uh, Ragnarok, whenever it may be, it'll be like, yeah, it's out in three months' time, because there's no there's no need for them, <laughs> technically, especially if it's a quieter slate. There's no need for them to kind of delay and draw out this kind of process of saying, oh, yeah, look, here's, here's the gameplay, and this is a cinematic trailer, and go through all of that. Because what, what Bethesda realized is like, fuck, we've got to, at least at that E3, there's like, we've got a fucking captive audience. Uh, they've heard rumors of this game. The game's ready. Like, let's just fucking do it, right? Kind of stitches you up as well, because then you, you're further out, you're less likely to know your release schedule. You're kind of guessing a little bit more. But if you, like you yeah. said, if you if you already are close to finishing it and then you go, hey, it's in three months, mm-hmm. then you you protect yourself somewhat against yeah. all the backlash about pushing a game further. So yeah, yeah very possibly. Yeah. I think and, it and makes, I mean, sorry, yes, yeah. it's all right. I was going to say, like, you look at the COD cycle, like we haven't even gotten a fucking trailer yeah. for, for Vanguard. Very true, very true. You know, it's it's getting a bit late in the fucking year. Oh, oh like <laughs> the latest it's ever been probably, like to hear absolutely nothing for sure. Yeah. To be fair, just, they, do, they do have Warzone to kind of push yeah. it. So it's almost and like an instantaneous, like guaranteed thing. The the, the promotional material for the upcoming yeah. season of Warzone has hinted at Vanguard coming soon. So. Yeah, but I just think that it's telling that our point of reference for six month or less turnarounds uh, between announcement and a release is still a game that came out six years ago, and that same studio's next game they just announced its release date eighteen months ahead of yeah. time. So like companies aren't even playing by their own rules or learning from their own positive examples. And like, I I don't know what the good reason for it is, but if well, everyone does it, like, <laughs> yeah, can, can I tell you that the flip side of me saying that they should just do it that way? The yeah. flip side is as fucking as much as it's going to kill a lot of people to to hear it. The flip side is the success of cyberpunk, not the success mm. of the game, like the success of sales, like the 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 build up to that game, right, the hype so generated epic. by that game was so yeah. fucking. At like astronomical, yeah. right? Yeah, you, you give yourself less time to do pre-orders and to get people to sort of buy yeah, into it. Yeah, it's like, oh, pre-orders <laughs> and let's just fucking feed them all these little fucking things. Yeah. Even go so far as saying like, oh, Adidas has made some fucking shoes for it. And that's the news cycle for this week, you know? But it just, they always had something that just fucking kept on churning and building mm-hmm. up the hype. Well, and they- then they get these like fucking insane orders. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not even that right imagine the amount of money they make on the back end for the media side so we make this podcast we put it onto youtube you know we don't you know we don't get that many views to sort of make them monet- <laughs> monetarily worthwhile but if you are um uh, cd project red and you're making content around cyberpunk and you're getting millions upon millions of views that's a that's a viable income strategy yeah to lead yeah. up to the release of a game and if you can milk that for two years three years and release uh, you know, because they they even had like competitions for Cyberpunk where they were like, do you the best fan art and send it in and you got this free stuff. Um, and then they had all the deals and the mergers they had with other companies. They end up, they must have made a shit ton of money in that sense before the game had even come out. Right. Well, probably offset quite a lot by their astronomical like 
marketing budget but yeah sure yeah oh absolutely Pro- but probably it's... probably also uh you know that kind of money might become a bit of a footnote uh month on month when you're still selling games like the witcher 3 uh every month <laughs> yeah. it's it like depends. when your when your accountant looks at the i don't know how money or numbers work but i'm just imagining <laughs> a long sheet of paper with all these like a, a word and then a number next to it the witcher 3 number is probably consistently bigger than the cd project red youtube channel number <laughs> no, of course, but but if you if you it's not just the videos, is it? It's all the merch, and it's all like we're saying, it's all the other stuff that goes along with it. So it's everything you yeah. can tie in. It's like it's the merch, and the licensing deals, and if you can get everyone to to like For sure. follow For along sure. on that journey, then I yeah, want, I'd know, like to know how much you, it does end up being. Yeah, you know, so like when when God of War Ragnarok comes out, and there's a gaming chair tied yeah. to it. I mean, we know who's going to buy one. I mean, Jonesy, to be fair, if you wanted to know yeah. how much money there was in never releasing a game, you could just email the guys that started and I'm sure they'll give you a decent... <laughs> they have, anyway. Well, we know, 350 million quid <laughs> yeah. or something, yeah. Anyway, um, to put a bow on that previous story, um, the hopefully somewhat positive thing is we might get some more information on Horizon Forbidden West and Sony's future plans and a bunch of other companies' future plans in the coming months. Uh, Jeff Grubb, when he initially talked about the potential for a delay, he mentioned that there might be a state of play stream sometime in September. We've also got Jeff Keeley. He's just confirmed that the Gamescom opening night live live stream that will be two hours long is happening once again later this month. And one thing that I actually forgot about because it's later this year, the DC Fandom um, will oh, return sure, yeah. in like a couple of months. So games like <laughs> Gotham Knights, Suicide Squad, the Kill the Justice League, mm-hmm. Belfry, and um, even um, the Hogwarts game, we yes, may well yeah. get updates on any of those. Um, and I feel like when you're talking about games in September, October, you can start giving concrete dates or even just general dates for Q1, Q2, 2022, which is not much of what we got in, in June and July through the E3 season. Anyway, with that all uh, <laughs> said and done, how about we move on to a couple of comments of the week? Love it. And I say a couple because we do, in fact, have two. The first one comes in from Sean H. Says, gents, been watching since show two or three. Wow. If anyone uh, is a bit slow in the math department, that means Sean's been watching for around 80 episodes. Pretty impressive. And absolutely loving the rising cringe level of the segues. Which <laughs> uh, I hope this episode's already delivered a few, Sean. And Chris's reaction to them. Chris, give, give a smile. If I'm going to interrupt this comment four times, I might as well like get you involved. <laughs> Let's see a reaction. Imagine if Dustin an epic segue. Do it. Just ah. Okay, cool. Yeah, carry on. Just that was yeah. that's for you, Sean. There you go, buddy. Uh, it's just bloody great entertainment <laughs> from the Super Show Giga Stars. No, nope, that's all good. Nope, yeah, we've already already moved on. <laughs> see, that folks is why you kind of have to keep watching every single episode because you only have to miss one recording and then you're behind on the jokes. Uh, shit, shit, know. shit changes so quick. Yeah, shit changes hey, so hey, quick, fellas. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to uh, take a look around, you might miss it. I'm trying to. That's got to be from something, but I. Seriously? Is it from Ferris Bueller's Day Off or something? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. We'll get to why that's relevant in just a second. Um, but before we <laughs> um, talk about Matthew Broderick, I do have one more comment of the week that comes in from Unruly Cats. A uh, bit of an informative one, this one. So oh. put yours up, Jonesy. I always know. I know you're a progressive and you're a bit stuck in your ways. And I think it was you told us before. How am I a progressive? Yeah, how stuck you, in my ways. Yeah, you've, you've contradicted yourself. No, it's in like he was stuck in his ways. He's trying to be more progressive. Oh, just, I see. just before we started recording, Jonesy told us that it was his son that got him to stop using the F slur just last year. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, four years old. You already knew. You knew more than I did. Oh dear. I hope Dad can't that say that. Um, anyway, this one from our I, I love that. Like, there's going to be a load of people that don't get that. You get that, don't you, Jenji? What? That joke I just made about the F slur. I thought I did. Maybe I don't. Oh, so basically Matt Damon did an interview this week. He's uh, doing promotion for a film. And he made the uh, a Liam Neeson-esque mishap of admitting <laughs> that he only stopped using the uh, homophobic F-slur around the house last oh, year no, I did, I after being told by his daughter they couldn't. So everyone's like, hang on a second. Oh, no, I Matt Damon was walking around in 2020 <laughs> just dropping the F-slur around the house. In front of his kid. Yeah, and his daughter, who's like 15, had to be like, Dad, you don't, we don't say that anymore. <laughs> Wow. I wasn't mad. trying to imply that you yourself are. I was just. It was well, a, it was I'm, a bad I'm glad joke. you clarified that because, like I said, I just. I, I wonder how many people know that little tidbit. Yes. I didn't even. I didn't even get it. I thought you were making a joke that my four year old had to educate me on not using slurs. But Jonesy, I, I thought it was I can, also a bit of an in joke because Jamie's the one that we educate after the podcast that you can't say right. certain things. That's true. And then we have to go back and take them out. And honestly, Jonesy, I can say wholeheartedly, it's one hundred percent not a homophobic. And I know at least four men who can back that up. Uh, anyway, unruly cat says glad to five. five. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I forgot the fifth one. Uh, glad to have discovered this show through the abandoned connection. There we go. By the way, here's the informative bit. Mm. Al Hub is an Arabic site, so the prefix Al in its name means the. So the hub. Cheers. Wow. And thank you, Unruly Cat, for giving us that little bit of information about the word Al. I was saying to Chris before we started recording, I should have picked up on it because lots of um, clubs, football clubs, I should say, in Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates have Al in their name, like Al Hilal. Al Jazeera. I was going to say, what does Jazeera mean then? Because that's the Jazeera. Jizz. Yeah, the Jizz. The, the Jizz. But listen, it's, like, I mean, it's a bit like it's like an, an Arabic version of you know how we say the dog's bollocks or the tits. They were <laughs> saying, oh, this is this shit's the Jizz, man. What about the, try it? The Burj Al Arab or the, the Burj, Burj Al Khalifa? Al Al Mir Khalifa. Um, also, Mir. I, I think I think our joke on like Al, <laughs> Al Hub being, being like Pornhub just for people called Al. I think it's much better than the Hub. Come on. The hub. Yeah, I guess so. So what's Pornhub called in in Arabic then? Al Pornhub. The porn No, it's just the, called Pornhub though, isn't it? It's Al Porn. I've this is this is not um useful. I've just looked at what Jazeera means in Arabic on Google Translate and in English it's just Jazeera. It doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. Just one of those main words. Mean? Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's the weird thing about Al just being anyway, the is that a lot of things just Can, can I put a request quickly? Yeah. Unruly cat, if you are listening, so if if we didn't scare you off in that uh, your <laughs> inaugural episode, your introduction to the Super Show, and if you are here for the second time around, then uh, just let us know in the comments down below. There you go. I'd appreciate but, it. Absolutely. Also, if you know what Jazeera means, let us know. I think I we've know. already established it's jizz. No, it's it's not just jizz. It's jizz era, like era, like the era of jizz. The like, you know how era. we had the Bronze Age? This is the Jizz era, boy. Everyone's coming. <laughs> just just not near other people. We're building entire civilizations with cum. Fuck some hey, men. We're, guess build, what? we're putting bricks together with cum. I'm not, the, I'm not the dick man in this episode. Jamie's the dick man. Jamie's the dick man. Hey, there's a difference between dicks and cum, boy. Okay, no, you be, that's fine. You, you be the cum you man. You don't, you don't have to suck a dick to eat cum. I can tell you from experience. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, well, well, we're in the process of dropping fact bombs. Okay. I learned that from watching Jonesy and his five friends. 
<laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> unruly cat. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> And if you want to help support us in the future, if you, for whatever reason, think that this podcast deserves to go on even longer than it already has, God, it even doesn't. more episodes, it, it, it doesn't. really doesn't. But if you're, let's say you're a confused or otherwise troubled oh, individual who feels the need to show your support in the form of a generous donation, there is, in fact, a way you can do that because we are already supported by a number of very kind, very generous folks over on our Patreon. The link for that is patreon.com forward slash super show uh, we have a bunch of tiers over there and depending on which tier you choose to donate you can get a variety of perks and rewards as such for example if you start donating to our patron at two dollars a month you can get access to our discord server where all three of us mm -hmm. and our pre-existing community hang out and talk about everything from games to well come no way no, no way around it i guess that's, we're just we're just being honest, but especially juicy for this month of all months. If you donate at the five dollar tier, you can get access to Patreon exclusive content. Content with a capital C. That means audio content. That means video content. And this week we had the debut of a long-awaited piece of video content. Our very own podcasty, videoy, super cool, brand new thing. It's it's our take on true crime, is what it is. Sartre, you've you've heard serial and you've thought this needs <laughs> more cum. Do it, someone needs to do it again. This needs more cum. Serial <laughs> with cum. And uh you put in serial and oh cum in the uh in the algorithm machine, and out comes our brand new show, Known Murderers. I say brand new show like we're optimistic about making more than one episode. <laughs> Fuck only knows. Like we recorded that what, like three weeks ago? And, no, it was, uh, two, it was two weeks ago. Two weeks, yeah. Two yeah. weeks ago. But thanks to the hard labouring and to the elbow grease of our very own Alex Jones that is now available to watch for Patrons. Jonesy, I feel like you were sort of strapped to the beast on that one for a little while. Are you proud of what we've been able to produce? I am proud of what we've been able to produce. Do you know what? There, I'm not, there was a little part of me that was a little bit worried that us cackling hyenas talking about... <laughs> uh, like, someone getting murdered would... Not, you know what I mean. Um might come across in a bad way. But I rewatched it and it didn't at all. It is, I, do you know what? I think we had a very good level between a, the humour that we had, that we brought to it, and then the the knowledge bombs that we were dropping about what actually we had. Hell yeah. So it was... Um, there we hey. go. Love yeah, it. I, I agree. enjoyed it. I'm looking um, forward to the next one already. Absolutely. And there will be a next one, as much as we joke about, you know, how bad we are at getting together recording stuff. We did have a good time recording that one, and there will be more known murderers to come. So uh, so stay tuned if you're already a patron, and maybe consider supporting us if you're looking and wondering at, or what you're missing. And of course, thank you to everyone who's already uh, watched and or listened to that and has uh, shown their support. It means a lot. Some of you might be amongst the uh, bunch of names that I'm about to read. This week, we've got... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> a, a normal Patreon name dot 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 meets punk rock mosh pit. I actually respect that. That's a good yeah, callback. That's that's a big big respect for that one. That's that's a good one. Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Jesper Camdahl, Nielsen, Joe Velacujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Ritz, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starful Kids, Zach Cream, and the Big Dogs, the Head Honchos, Shell Shock, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel Investigate SJP Guerrero. <laughs> Peaswad and the dude abides. Mm. Manuel clearly uh, using his platform there to make a bit of a statement. Investigate SJP. <laughs> mm. yeah. 
I wonder what that could be a reference to. You might have to get your credit card out to find out. <laughs> I laughed. Um, I laughed a second time when I watched it back. God. The uh, SJP. I laughed again. Yeah. There we go. We we can say no more. That will have to remain a I, I, a secret. I, I can tell you one thing. I was watching Peaswad streaming today. All right, and uh, he very very graciously every time I pop into his stream, he kind of big ups Super Show to his listeners or his, nice. what his viewers his his. Stream army, I guess. The Peaswad Posse. The Peaswad Posse. I fucking love that one. Peas, you can have that one for free. Um, it's like some old West shit. And he was saying how he, well, he was saying how hard I was laughing at the SJP segment, but then he was saying that he was also in tears at how funny it was. But he disclosed that he was watching it while he was on the toilet taking a shit. So he was like just <laughs> oh. sat there, just fucking tears streaming down his his face, sitting on the toilet. So. Fair play, Peaswood. There you go. That's Do you know what awesome. it is? For me, it was the is the unsightly woman line. <laughs> An unsightly woman. <laughs> I was just dying. That's killed me. Like that killed me. All right. No more spoilers. That's the limit yeah, on spoilers. spoilers. There Sorry. you go. No murderers. Episode one. Patreon.com forward slash super show. Thank you once again to everyone that's supporting us uh, and to everyone that is even considering signing up. It means a lot and is genuinely how we are still going, despite all the references to come, which I, I promise that's the last one. That was kind of like a self-referential thing. Okay, but hold on. Just very quickly. How much money do you think it would take to change the internet infrastructure to force people to type in .com instead of .com? <laughs> do you know what? Oh, oh wait, internet infrastructure for every website ever? Yeah, yeah. It's already but, got a yeah. .com domain. Oh, yeah. a, a, oh Jesus. Billions, I don't think it's possible. Billions because people, billions. Yeah, because people own that. You'd have to shift the entire .com. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. You'd know that it wouldn't be that you just have to make it so that when you typed in .com it didn't go anywhere so people had to type in .com or, or you could just redirect it that every time you typed in .com it changed it to .com yeah but then you, that's pointless because then you wouldn't even notice it was doing it, it would, you need yeah, but, to make people but in, do it in, right. but you see you see because in the in the URL bar it will say dot .com and then whenever anybody needs to do some work and be like oh yeah check out like this uh, this link that I've sent you it'll always have .com in there and I think that's pretty rad. I just searched Google.com and nothing came up. <laughs> uh, the, the, so it doesn't seem like there is a .com. I don't think you can get it. <laughs> how, I'm how, looking how, in the seas right now. Uh, like, how have the porn companies not jumped on this? Yeah, it ju- it jumps right from .cruises to .cu. Um, so a huge gap in the market for the, any uh, fans of come out there. Uh, something worth thinking about also worth thinking about video games the things we're actually here to talk about and one of the ways we facilitate talking about them is by playing them Chris video games what are they and have you played any boom talk to me yes I have not kind of yes I have I've played uh, since Perfect. the last since the last time we recorded the podcast I've had a lot kind of like going on uh, had to travel to Manchester for a couple of days and the only gaming that I did manage to get done was playing some continuing to play the Dragon Quest XI S demo on my Switch because that thing is still like fucking 12 hours long, that demo. demo. Uh, and, and it's great. Um, I'm really enjoying it, but I'm also kind of like, it, it's very kind of like, and, and I'm sure I'm going to get big Dragon Quest fans kind of maybe disagreeing me with on this, but it does feel very kind of surface level RPG. Okay, uh, and it does make me kind of long for a Final Fantasy as an example. Um, right. So much so 
that I am very tempted to get, even though it's completely pointless, but I'm very tempted to get uh, Final Fantasy twelve on the Switch. And the reason I say it's pointless is because I do have it on Games Pass. It's it's free on Games Pass, so and I've loaded it on on my PC on Games Pass. But yeah, I don't I don't think there's cross progression. If there was, then I'll fucking buy it, no problem. So but we need yeah. a Steam Deck, and then you'll be set. <laughs> oh, buddy, don't tempt me. Not now that I'm bringing in the big bucks with the, <laughs> with a with a fucking monthly paycheck. Hell yeah. Living the dream. Just call oh, him Steam Deck Chris. It's, please, let's not. <laughs> I think that name kind of suits you, actually, thinking about it. Steam Deck Chris. SDC. San Diego <laughs> Comic Con. Baby in the house. I don't know what I'm going on. Um, I, here's one thing for you to look out for, though, if you are going to continue keeping your Switch with you as your sort of mm. your travel buddy. Um, I believe, unless something weird happens, No More Heroes 3 is actually going to come out this month. Oh, quality! Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did know um, that. It's well, it kind yeah. of much like, like much like many things in my life, it, uh, it slips in and out of my stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, I get that. You know, I, I an, think I, honestly, I think that's just a no more heroes thing as well as a you thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a double whammy in, in yeah. this instance. Uh, yeah, sure. no, I'm, I'm all for it. But yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven is go check it out. Free demo. Like it's it's like fucking buying a game because that's how fucking long it is. But it's it's a fun time. Like it's it's just like it's a jolly old time. You play it and you smile because it's like one of those, you know. Um, but yeah, besides that, look, I haven't really been able to play much. I, I wanted to start streaming again. Obviously, that hasn't materialized. I wanted to play some heave ho with you guys in a bit of a uh, ATG mini reunion stream. Uh, That's still... meant to be tomorrow, right? I mean, I, I, at this rate, I don't know, but maybe. Oh, um, okay. Well, we'll see. Where we go. We could try. We can try. Um, but yeah, so that'll. Well, but when we say tomorrow, by the time you listen to this, it may have already happened. But today, head over to twitch.tv oh. forward slash hot panic hot for panic. Uh, for a yeah. live stream that should have happened. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I like, and I still got to get back to um, uh, Dark Souls, and then Curse of the Old Gods has just come out on Games Pass. There's like so many things. There's so many things, and I'm hoping as as my new position kind of like I ease into it a little bit more that I'll have more time for gaming. And I'm, I'm sure it will be a thing. But, fellas, if I haven't been playing games, I've been watching TV. And uh, I've been watching a lot of the Olympics because uh, Olympics is cool, as you well know. And my wife is yeah. a bit of a Olympics nut. She loves it. So we've been watching kind of like all the finals and the replays and what have you. And it's, it's, a, it's a good, fun time. Kind of weird without a crowd there, especially when these dudes like, because we, we like the athletics a lot of the time. So you're yes. watching the athletics and like, you know, 100 meters, 200 meters, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And these so, guys win gold and then they get the flag over and they, and they run like a victory lap. And there's no one in the fucking no stands. No one there, yeah. It's yeah. very odd. But <clears throat> so I feel for the athletes. But hey, like Olympics is cool. Um, yeah. Can, I've been enjoying the Olympics as well. But can I po- 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 propose a thought to you? That you're not going to like at first, but genuine is coming from a genuine place. I'm not just trying to rush, like roll you up. Mm. Considering the relative sort of like size of the nation and uh, the the population, and considering the prowess at a number of other sports, especially things like rugby and cricket, why don't South Africa do well at the Olympics? That's a very good question. I think well. Like you, I just think off the top of my head, like South Africa is going to have people that are good at things, 
uh, which they, obviously it does. I'm not trying to suggest it doesn't, oh, but like at the Olympic, like why does why does like Great Britain win? You know, twenty twenty times more medals across the board there's a, than South Africa. Very easy. Is it infrastructure? Yeah. Is it uh, funding? You yeah. Know? Very easy answer. It's infrastructure. They just don't funding. care. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Like, like yes. So you know, rugby and cricket, we are kind of like world class mm-hmm. in that because mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just kind of like how it's happened, right? But like our football is not world class, even though like it's it's massive in South Africa. But the infrastructure yeah. is not there. It's kind of like catered to it in an international competitive way. Like in its own way in South Africa, it is. Um, but like the things that we do well in, in the Olympics, like sometimes it's athletics. Because if you think about mm-hmm. it, like how much infrastructure do you really need to like learn how to run faster? You know? Right, right. There will right. be people that will say a lot of fucking infrastructure and you're not wrong. But also you could, you know, you just get a talented person and it happens. Just, just be born in Jamaica. You could probably run a pretty quick hundred meters. <laughs> right, yeah. But then also, like, we do we do really well, usually, in the swimming. Um, right, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, it's, I think it's, like, swimming and athletics that kind of, like, pips it for us, but, yeah. It is an interesting one. Like, And, you you know, you definitely notice it when countries, like, um, in recent years, obviously, places like Russia and China, but even, like, it happened to us, um, in the sort of years running up to 2012, yeah. when a when a country is just like, oh shit, time to spend millions of <laughs> millions and millions of dollars making athletes happen, and, and, and it does and, just kind of happen, and it's worked out right. Like Britain's doing really well in this Olympics as well. Like from 2012 onwards, they've been doing pretty yeah. consistently. We've better we've better. always been into it, haven't we? Like we've always tried like back sport. We've always been into way. it. It's yeah. always been. Yeah. Um, but I think, like but Chris we, is we, right. We, we stepped up. We yeah. stepped up at one point though. Like. We yeah, did, especially in the turn of the century. We and, did step it up for sure. But but if you think about like what happens in Britain, God, this is this is a very interesting gaming podcast, isn't it? But if you think <laughs> about what happened here, is they're kind of like supplementing a lot of the infrastructure with um the lottery. Yeah. Right. Whereas I think in South Africa the lottery is just so corrupt that like just that just gets pocketed. And then you also got to think that like national pride gets a big chunk of it. But we get our national pride from rugby and cricket, right? So that's kind of good enough for us, I guess, maybe. Right. But then also, like, what is the what's the benefit of South <coughs> Africa pouring millions into a, a sporting infrastructure besides rugby and cricket? What what well, what's the someone someone might come up with a really cool celebration like the Mobot, and you get to do it all summer. <laughs> yeah, cool. Hey. I mean, the last time that happened, we gave the world a vuvuzela. So I don't know. I don't know uh, how much you want that to happen. Forgotten all about that. Never give South Africa a the platform vuvuzela. when it comes to sporting events. Hey, I'll tell you, the vuvuzela is just an adaptation of the uh, the South American trompetas. Is that just, just, just trumpet? Yeah, it's just trumpet. Yeah. Let me yeah, tell you. Okay, being in a stadium full of vuvuzelas, the most electrifying thing you'll ever experience. I'm, I'm so sad I've never experienced that yeah it just well, kind of like be, reverberates it, well, just a, it's just quality. a World Cup final in general is something I, I feel like <laughs> I'd love to experience before I die so I definitely I'll follow you on that one yeah um yeah. anything else though Chris that you've been watching that's caught your eye well yeah so you, you were laughing at me because this catch-up section is meant to be like what we've done and I've just put there the name of a trailer that I watched. And you're like, did you just watch a trailer and put that down? Yes, I did just watch a trailer for Why the Last Man. But I want to talk about it because Why mm. the Last Man is uh, a 
a series coming out in September on FX on Hulu or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. And um, the reason why it's so interesting to me is because it's based on a graphic novel, a graphic novel that I am crazy keen on. It is such a good story. And I'm, I'm so happy that this has come out, that the trailer's been shown, and that is coming out like fucking next month. It's quality. For those who don't know, Why the Last Man is about... Uh, this, this happens in like the very first few pages of the, the graphic novel, and it's explicit in the trailer. So it's not spoiling much. But uh, a virus takes over the world that basically kills anything with a Y chromosome, except for one man and one monkey, male monkey. Uh, and they're just kind of like, it's a post-apocalyptic story where all these women have kind of had to step up and take care of all these roles. But there's this one I, man and he's I kind of like, ask. yeah, he's kind of chilling out. But eventually you can imagine what it would relate to when uh, a, a globe full of only woman finds out that there's one man. You, you, you say one man and one monkey. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify, the man is not Dustin Hoffman, is it? <laughs> I mean, it might be a prequel. I don't know. Or, Could be. Or a, a, a post, post, a sequel. It's a prequel to AIDS. That's what it is. We've Why made, the last we've man, made this joke. The AIDS like, story. I, I feel like we've made this story in the past three podcasts. <laughs> one man, one monkey. <laughs> one desire. <laughs> um, Jonesy, do you share that hype as someone who's familiar <laughs> with the source material? Yeah, I thought you know I I seem to think it was going to be a movie, but then um, no, as Chris is right, it was it was it was always going to be a uh, TV show. I think I was misremembering, but I've read the graphic novel and I I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. Um, the trailer looks cool, although I don't I don't have Hulu, so I don't know how I'm going to watch it. I'll have to. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to watch it either. Hmm. We'll see you somehow. D- damn dirty pirate. We we should no. Hey, we should get we should get a VPN sponsor. Is what I'm saying. Oh, that's a good idea. Then we can watch it. But um, yeah, it's, it's a cool graphic novel, and I've. But I'm gonna have to reread it because I can't remember. Um, or maybe I won't actually, because I'll just ruin it, I suppose, for myself, so I can watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, won't, I'm with you. On. The last time I read that was like nigh on a decade ago. So, uh, yeah, maybe it, maybe it's best forgotten. I, I remember the broad strokes, but yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a phrase often said of the best stories told. Uh, uh, maybe it's something best forgotten. <laughs> um, to experience again, you dill hole. No, I get it. Well, Jonesy, if we know anything about Jonesy's gaming habits, he's very good at not remembering things to then experience them at a later date. So that might come in handy here. Who knows? It is a is a talent. It's a talent that I've got. Wow. Uh, Chris, was there anything else that you got up to this week, or is that is that it for your uh, your catch up? I mean, I mean, I feel rap? I feel like you're trolling me now because that was quite an, an obvious way for you to go to Jonesy's catch up, and instead you brought it back to me purely so that I can say no, I don't have anything else. Just move on. <laughs> Moving on, uh, <laughs> Jonesy, what have you been playing? Do you know what? I I was quite lucky this week that um, I got to play a lot of stuff. Um, but I'm not going to mention much of it because it was just like <coughs> carrying on playing stuff I've already said before. But I did finish Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, got the platinum for that today. So I was the very, platinum uh, as well. Oh uh, yes, about that. I, I love um, it. I love it when Jonesy plays games because it's like he either goes halfway and then just fucking drops it for the rest of eternity or he just fucking goes full ham and platinums it i love it i think i feel like the um some games though like lend themselves to getting like platinum quite easy quite easily um i think although 
to be fair, Ratchet and Clank's a bit weird like that. So one of the things that I thought was a little bit messy was trying to get the platinum. There's a number of trophies that you have you can only get when you start playing the game through again, which yes. I was surprised at. But there's only a couple. So Standard fair. No, I don't know. Most of them, I don't like. I don't remember having to play through. D- most did you have party. to kill the uh, T Rexes again, or kill more T Rexes? No, that's one that I had to do. No, you just have to. You have to reload <clears> the game, and then you can unlock two additional weapons. That was it. Yeah, and you also need to uh, have leveled up uh, the Void Repulsor to like level seven or something in order to use a feature on it so you have to play more of the game using that specific weapon it was which is kind of weird because as soon as you've done it which doesn't take that it takes a few levels like not that long um but they just seemed a little i don't know it seemed a little odd also it kind of got me that i i get why they're trying to because they're trying to get you to play like the game plus kind of stuff the challenge mode what they've got but it does did kind of make me think there's a lot of stuff here that i would have liked to have played around with in the main story of the game um Hmm. i don't necessarily want to play through it again well, in terms um, of like weapons and upgrades and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like you could <clears throat> some of the some of the additional levels and the Omega versions of the weapons you get where you can add like get um additional uh upgrades to them. It would have been nice to just be able to play around with them, but now I'm kinda over it. I'm like I don't I don't feel the need to go and play more of that game in, in the challenge yeah. mode. Um and I've mm. which means I'm not gonna get to play some of that cool stuff. So Yeah, Sp- Spider Man did that as well, right? Spider Man and Mars Morales. So it was kind um, of like Oh, extra suits in New Game Plus. It's like, just give it to me now. Just give it to me now. Yeah. Returnal has a secret ending that requires <clears> you <throat> to play chunks of that game again, mm. uh, which was right. a, kind of a bummer considering how kind of cool that game's narrative was. But yeah. But Hashtag, so w- it's a Sony thing. <laughs> Apparently it's a Sony thing. Really liked it. I thought it was uh, yeah, a very good game. Really enjoyed it. It was... um. Oh, I, I did say that it potentially would be my game of the year. I don't know if it would be that, but it was very good. Very, very, very good game. If you haven't played it, go and play it. But I've also watched something. Oh, oh yeah. For that. Yeah, I started checking out Sweet Tooth on Netflix because I had good things about Sweet Tooth and I hadn't seen it yet. And so it sort of bit the bullet. And that was cool. It was, if you people haven't seen it, it's some weird post-apocalyptic thing where people get a virus and mm. lots of them die. And Funny that, the, but you know there's a little thing that kind of stuck struck me about Sweet Tooth, and I, maybe it's just me, but you know how people complain that politics shouldn't get into games and you know ruins games and da 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 da, da when it's too heavy handed like the politics in games. There is a weird thread in Sweet Tooth that it maybe I'm just wrong, but it could be super on the nose when it comes to talking about like the environment and how kids are the future, and it, some of it just feels a little bit. Uh, I, I think you i think you read into that right no but from, I, I from mean, what i understand I know that there's there's certainly there's obviously elements to that but some of it is too obvious and too like <coughs> shouted into your face you almost think you're gonna get greta thunberg coming at some point and be like <laughs> you're ruining the world stop it oh is it kind of an environmentalist kind of vibe going on mm. wow there's just some sections of some of the episodes i've seen where they sort of get to the point where they go like people rather than just alluding to it and you kind of get the impression that it's like be positive for the environment don't ruin the world it's people going my my papa told me that men took things and took too much and they ruined the world and now the world is fighting back and children are the one of the future and all this and i'm like come on guys <laughs> rein the writing in like you need to allude <laughs> yeah. to stuff yeah give people the idea you don't have to explicitly say it yeah. like it's gets a bit be, be more be more subtle right be more subtle exactly be more subtle yeah 
Yeah. But um, yeah, no, enjoying it though. It's, it's cool. It's a good show so far. Okay, and nice. That is it for me? That's one I've never seen, but like I looked up and saw the kid with. I don't. Is it a spoiler to say? No, it's the poster. It's yeah. a kid with like antlers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. I rec- I recognize that. It, like, it looks, I'd, it I'd looks seen weird, that man. Like some of that stuff just kind of it brings me out. It looks weird. Do you guys see the the trailer for a movie called Lamb? No. I, I this was this is the the like the weird like very sparse like Icelandic horror film right yeah 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 I did see this is it thing, a lamb yeah. person it, it's it's a lamb baby it's oh. weird no no it's like yeah. a half baby it's the baby with a lamb's head it, right it, yeah it, it, to be it, fair that is kind of sweet tooth yeah but it looks yeah. bizarre dude like it's it's like more horror skewed but in right. a, mm. in a very like Jamie says like sparse and subtle way. Maybe not so much by the end of the actual movie. Who knows? But yeah, yeah. you wake and up like, and it's on you, just nibbling your clothes. Well, but there's like a there's like a really weird scene where he's just like, because it's farmers, right? And there's this one this farmer walking through like this Icelandic countryside. It's probably not Iceland. It's probably where, wherever, but like a Scandinavian, let's just say. And he's yeah. holding this like shotgun, but he's holding his son's hand, and his son's like this baby is like grown up to be like. A toddler or a son or something, and it's wearing like a little blazer with like little shorts and socks and shit, but it's got a lamb's head, and it just looks fucking weird. That is weird. And you know it's going to turn yeah. out to be the devil. I'm sure. Is it? Is that an A24 <laughs> film, or have I made yes. that up? Uh, I, no, I, I think it is. I think it is. It is. Yeah. I, uh, yes. There you go. I, yeah. I, I got confused as well because Chris, I, we haven't talked about this somehow on the podcast, but I'm sure you've like seen or heard that Nicolas Cage has somehow managed to. Like he's, he's work done his it way again into another genuinely critically acclaimed film. Pig. But this one's called Pig. Uh, they should have called the French Pig. Are you suggesting that Nicholas Cage shouldn't be able to get into a? No, I'm, I'm just suggesting that nowadays, in terms of like ratio of good films to bad films, considering we were joking about that Five Nights at Freddy's thing, like inside <laughs> the last year, like it's still kind of interesting when he does something that people find genuinely good. Yeah. And what's fascinating about this is unlike Mandy, where it's like, hey, what if you got Nick Cage to be crazy in a film that was kind of crazy? This is Nick Cage not being that crazy in a film that's not that crazy. Yeah. And he's apparently uh, unreal. Well, yeah, so, like, cause, cause I was reading a very interesting article that was like a take on um, almost like his career, but through the lens of a review of Pig. And what they were saying is like, Yes, he he went to this point where he just kind of fucking accept any fucking job and any paycheck because of whatever. But what they said is like, what is undeniable is that he is the most charismatic thing in those movies. And the reason is because he he acts in those movies. He is charismatic. He goes fucking full Nick Cage in those movies, (laughs) even though the movies are let down or shit or whatever it is. But it's like- So at least you can see Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage or going for it. Yeah. they, they. they took a bit of a, a a parallel and they said, um, look at Bruce Willis's kind of latest career trajectory where right. any movie that he's in now, good or bad, and usually they're bad, he, he seems like he's completely disinterested and he doesn't give a shit and he just is there for the paycheck. Whereas what this guy was saying was, when you look in the cage, sure, it might be about money, but it's still he still cares about his craft. Which is weird to oh, say yeah, because I mean sure. he, he is a fucking batshit crazy fucking dude. He's yeah. top of my list on on that thing of saying like who would you like to have a, a, a dinner <laughs> sit down to dinner with? Fucking I would love it honestly. Just me, him, and his cat with a bag of mushrooms or something. I don't fucking know. It'd um, be a good laugh. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm really glad that he's having this bit of a renaissance because I've always liked him. 
I've liked his hamminess. I've liked his craziness. And I do think he is a genuinely good actor when he wants to be. Yeah. I feel like the, between uh, Nick Cage and Brendan Fraser, um, <laughs> yeah. the internet's kind of been like winning lately in terms Brent, of... Brendan Fraser's going to work with Scorsese on his next film. So nice. Brendan Fraser is just has just been in Steven Soderbergh's latest film, the HBO Max exclusive No Sort of Move. He's the lead in Darren Aronofsky's next film, The Whale. And like Chris yeah. said, he's just been cast in Killers of the Flower Moon, which is Martin Scorsese's next huge budget epic film with um, fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. And crazy. <laughs> Although so I did see a video the other day where someone was slamming Scorsese for um, as a scene in his last uh, his last one was at the Netflix like a, the Irishman the Irishman. Irishman that one yeah and I think it's De Niro like fake kicking some guy on the floor oh, that was the worst oh it's old, old man De Niro yeah yeah and he's old and he's man De Niro trying. made to look like super young De Niro but his hand yeah. is all like fucking crippled and everything because but then he's yeah. trying he's to good. kick someone and if you watch the scene like it's oh he doesn't even go anywhere near them it looks so fake and then people, I, I, when, I, I haven't seen the movie I'll so be honest I've seen I was like wow oh, I saw it in the cinema buddy uh, yeah limited release. I but I, I think it's less about less about the fact that it looked fake and more about the fact that it looked like an old man trying to kick the shit yeah. out of someone. Right. Because it's had, the film okay, where he's I said meant to be like in his 30s. Or I something. said it wrong. I might have said a bit of a, an, a, a faux pas word. Sorry. But yeah, his hand is like orth- yeah. orthritic almost. And it's right. like, there's no hiding arthritis, right? Like you, you can, you can digitally make someone look younger, but you can't like, you know, it's just that, like the old man shuffle when they like walk yeah. or run. You can't you, look like a you can't calcify bones with a computer. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, if fascinating I thing. I, I won't. I don't. I won't be able to remember the name of the channel now, which is annoying. I apologize. That's the missing link of the story. But there's a guy on YouTube who would do deep fakes, and one of the things he would do occasionally would he would try and do deep fakes <clears> better than um than the original. Uh, yeah. And he one right. of his videos went viral. Uh, where he basically deep faked a young Robert De Niro and did it side by side with how they actually de-aged Robert De Niro and his looked so much more better. He <laughs> kept doing it, got to the point where he did his version of a a surprise appearance in yeah. a popular he, TV show. Yeah, um, spoiler that's free. All and, but basically, the company that pr- produced or made the TV show that he uh, made a video about, uh, I think they've just hired him. Yeah, I'm pretty they have. sure. They have. So, good, like, good result. Yeah, great result. So there you go. If you're if you're at a dead end, you know you've you got a PC with like a, a, a maybe three or four RTX thirty nineties <laughs> all fucking daisy chained up or however it works. Then uh, get into deep faking and you may well get a job out of it. Um, do you know what you can't get a job out of? Hmm. Uh, trying to combat the uh, cheater problem in Warzone. It turns out it's a bit of a dead end. Um. Yeah, this I don't know. That was a, that was. A, a, I'm going to be a, an early candidate for worst segue of the podcast. But basically, I was going to say that this week I have uh, been trying to play Warzone, but a lot of it has been in vain. Uh, I don't know how much you guys have heard about it, but Warzone, Warzone's been in like a weird place for a little while. Cheaters have been bad for a while. Warzone, for anyone who wonders, uh, has never had anti-cheat in the entirety of its release. No. But it feels like it's getting to a breaking point for a lot of creators. And as is often the way with the internet nowadays, breaking point for a lot of creators means breaking point for a lot of players. Uh, some of my favorite streamers, for example, uh, and some of the biggest names on Twitch at the moment who were Warzone players before <clears> have <throat> all completely stopped, uh, have been playing Apex Legends since the new season dropped. Um, and I can now attest to, I, I have a group of friends, there used to be probably about eight of us that would play on Warz- Warzone in rotation. I say eight because I know that at our peak, we used to have 
uh, two separate quads and we couldn't be in the same PlayStation parties because we talk over each other. We're <laughs> down to like, we're down to three, and one of them has said they will stop if the next season doesn't do certain things. I can see what's happening. Yeah. So Jamie um, was, doesn't have a clue. <laughs> I it kind of. It, it is a bit of that. It is a bit of. A, Let me tell you, Jamie. Just just uninstall it. Okay, if they sort out the cheating, you can install it again. But the day that you uninstall Warzone will be the day that you feel a ton of weight lifted off, off well, your shoulders. The funny, the funny thing is, I play a lot on PlayStation, so I don't deal directly with cheaters that much. We had a friend who was on PC who only stopped playing very recently, and having crossplay on created a bit of an yeah. issue. Yeah. But like, I'm also just not having as much fun with it as I used to. Um, I think it just needs, uh, it needs some new ideas. It needs. They need to fix some long-standing problems and switch. They need to keep it fresh, uh, and that's something that Apex seems to be doing fairly well. And I, I played some Apex in the last week uh, with <clears> Martin <throat> and with Steph, and in the second time with just Steph, and had a fucking blast. So um, ah, you see, I told you you'd enjoy it. It just takes uh, a yeah. bit of time. Like I know you said, like there are things that Warzone does better, and I'm yeah, it could still stand true. But the fact of the matter is, Apex is just a fun game. God, mm. God's honest truth. The the night we played Apex, we were all sort of texting and we were going to all jump on, um, us and a few other boys. Uh, and I had just taken the piss out of you, Chris, because <laughs> you were reluctant to play Rocket League. Yeah. And then the conversation switched to Apex Legends, and I didn't want to play Apex, but I didn't want to call my, I didn't want to show myself up by vetoing Apex when I just uh, teased you for vetoing Rocket League. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. down. Um, but it was it was good fun, and I got a win with with me, Steph, and a random on the second day. Nice win, nice. But uh, but you see that. what I mean? Like playing playing Apex, it might not be as tactical, even though it is a lot of tactics involved. Yeah, and yeah, there is some bullshit in terms of like, if, especially if you go heavy into thinking about like the different types of armor. But uh, one thing that is undeniable in Apex Legends is just how much fun it is to play that game. It is fun. It is fun. You can get bad luck. There's more yeah. RNG yeah. than there is in Warzone. And so, like, you get things where you just like, we just got fucked. And uh, <laughs> Steph and I hit Steph and I hit a point on the second day when we were playing on our own, where we were talking to each other, and we're just like, "What are we doing wrong? Like, we're doing something wrong." Yeah. We're, we're the, with the first lobby we dropped in, we land in the same place as someone else. Um, we got killed, and they um fucking uh teabagged me. And I was like, "No one go. Who does in 2021? Like, who goes into a casual matchmaking of a, a battle royale duos <laughs> at the level that we are at? So, like, casual matchmaking. Uh, and I don't know if there is school based matchmaking, but Steph and I basically had brand new accounts and tea bags. Like, who does that? <laughs> and then we had a weird thing where we did try trios with a Phil, and he was the jump master, and he took us to this one place, and about eight teams landed there, and we were like, this something's weird. Like, we're missing the memo on something." Um, missing, the, missing the magic sauce, yeah, yeah. But but we maybe you with the magic sauce, Chris. Maybe we we need an Apex veteran. I always to, am. Uh, can can I tell you when I was streaming Apex? You know what the whole kind of shtick that I had was? Is that I Go carry on. the carry. You carry the carry. I do all the stupid shit so the carry can shine. I carry the carry. <laughs> Put it this Fair way, enough. Jonesy. No ship would set sail without an anchor to drag them down at the end of the journey. <laughs> Chris That's is the true. anchor. That drags down the team. I, I, it's, and, called, and no, it, it's called it's called the sacrificial lamb uh, uh, strategy, where I run in, well I get known. killed. They use all their bullets, and then you guys swoop in and clean up. 
It's easy. They give away their position as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Jonesy does in PVE. <laughs> I remember playing Outriders with Jonesy. Full on sacrificial lamb. I love a bit of it. Yeah. But also, um, also, like, I just remember playing Warzone with Steph and he'd go off to his own thing and then all of a sudden you just hear, and he's quiet for the whole time and he just goes, uh, I'm done. I'm dead. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, well, he was much better, Apex, probably because we were playing duos and it was just the two of us. Yeah. And, may, and maybe he uh, he also didn't want to uh, invoke my wrath. <laughs> but uh, he was his comms were top notch. Um, what we played the other day. Hell yeah! I can't. So I can't I'd, I'd like to play. I'd Apex. like to play with you guys. So I, 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 can't, think... I can't wait. Honestly, we, I, I can't tell you how heartbroken I was because we were meant to play Apex, and then you guys were talking about oh Rocket League, Rocket League, and I was like, oh god, okay, I don't want to play Rocket League. And then by the time you guys decided to play Apex, I was like, it's it's too late for me. I, I can't. Pass your bedtime. Yeah, that's <laughs> how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Tried to rope you in the day afterwards as well, but uh, no, but the day afterwards he... I was going to. Manchester. Jones, Jonesy didn't even get a reply. Can you believe it? Didn't even get a reply. What? From me? Uh, from anyone. <laughs> I, oh, put, yeah. I put a message in, in a chat that had about five people in it saying, Steph and I play Apex. One more? Question mark? <laughs> oh, so I think it was a day that I was working until about two in the morning. So yeah. I didn't reply to yeah. Yeah. I apologize. I uninstalled Warzone. I was like, I was very happy about it. I uninstalled it. I was like, let's get rid of this. But then Apex, I like Apex in some ways, but then I kind of find it hard to get into it. I, f- I don't really get that itch to play more that I kind of did with their Warzone. Um, maybe that would change, but I need to play some more. Yeah, but. you've got to play it and you've got to get into the flow, the state of flow with the game. It's what I've mentioned before on the podcast. Once you get it, you get it, buddy, and you have a blast. Yeah. 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 Also just accepting that you suck, which is something like I, I did, over, I feel like, when I played last time and just kind of like feeling good about kills rather than wins and things like that and getting out of that war zone state of mind where yeah. like, oh, I dropped to 20. You can't really do that in, in Apex anymore. But yeah. <laughs> There's also, the only thing, Apex as well, is like when you've got, a, if you get a random in your team, especially, and you want to play as like Bangalore or something and then they t- someone else takes them and you're just like... Fuck! <laughs> what am I gonna? What do yeah. I do now? Especially because I'm sorry, a little mini rant. There is no cross progression on Apex, so I can't take any of my PlayStation <laughs> stuff over to PC, which right. is annoying for things like stats. It's annoying for not knowing where to buy the battle pass because I don't know it twice. But it's also annoying because that means I straight up just don't have some legends unlocked on PC. Yep. So I was launching the game and I was like, which of these six people am I going to be? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, I guess I'm going to be Lifeline or Bloodhound again. I can't be any of these cool motherfuckers like Octane. Yeah. Uh, but there we is. go. I don't know if that will get fixed because that what crossplay came a while, a while ago now. I yeah, feel like yeah. so. Um, I don't know. I think yeah. they got other things to fix before that because, like, you could still spawn in in trios, but then just spawn with two people. Yeah, which is also apparently the it. the new legend is kind of uh, OP, and perhaps unsurprisingly, as well. we also always talk about with new characters. Right? Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, another game, by the way, that I, I still want one of you two, if not both of you two, to play with me at some point is The Ascent. Still I, on Game Pass. I've installed it. They're oh, you know, we're making progress. Jonesy, I can tell by that noise that you haven't. Ooh, I haven't fine. installed it yet. This is a this is a judgment free zone. Um, I, you, I I feel like I need, I need someone to have fucking... you. Have you found out how many players it is, Co-op? I haven't found out for sure. I know it's at least three, if not four. Hey, because um, hey, well, hey. the tech that. The Techno Overboys played it, and they they were streaming it. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, because if I, I I tried to play it again on my own, and I worry that way that game is going to go the same way as a weird comparison, I know, but Gears Tactics, like a game that I kind of knew existed, came out on Game Pass, downloaded it and installed it, checked it out, 
was overwhelmingly impressed at first blush by just like uh, how good it looked and the level of detail and some of the gameplay. And then just with each passing week, just had less and less reason to actually play it. Mm. Um, and then before you know, it, it's gone. Like a candle in the wind. <laughs> yeah, just like Princess Diana, uh, my desire Francis? to play the Ascent. Pr- Francis? Francis Diana. Francis Diana. Um, my desire to play the Ascent is hurtling down a French tunnel um, and is about to meet a very bloody end. Wow. Blood. Known. 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 Hang on. So we've done known murderers. What if we did known murderers, the royal family edition? And it was all about whether or not they actually killed Princess Diana. Um, I, I think I think I like you could it. still technically be executed in this country for that. <laughs> you probably could. Yeah, treason is like the only thing is to be hung for. <laughs> Imagine if we like did like a like a, a fucking well, what, what's that hacker guy called that Joseph Gordon Levitt did a voice to pretend to oh, be? He goes on Joe Rogan and he's got a mole on his neck. Yeah, with, uh, Assange. Hacker, hacker no, a, a, no, Edward Snowden. Snowden, Snowden. There's imagine if we're in a Snowden like situation, we're just being interviewed by like RT because we live in a Russian airport in the future. <laughs> and they're like, Why do you guys live in a Russian airport? It's like, Well, we did a podcast where we alleged that Prince Charles murdered Princess Diana. E- even better, can you imagine? <laughs> we're, the, trying to hang we're, we're the only, like, can you imagine? We're the only three people that have been hung for treason in the past, like. <laughs> 200 years or whatever. You look at the Wikipedia article, it's just like Saddam Hussein, Alex Jones. <laughs> uh, I always forget that we hung that fucker. We filmed it as well. Yeah. Well, I swear we, did, should... we didn't hang him. Well, someone hung him. The, the, yeah, the uh, Iraqis hung him. Not We didn't do it. We should have bloody yeah, done it. Yeah, uh, because the Americans handed him over to the Iraqis and they hung him, yeah. Yeah, they found yeah. him. He was found guilty and they hung him, yeah. Yeah, because they had that whole it. trial and everything where he looked like a like a cave baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he did look a bit unkempt, didn't he? Unsurprising, really. To be fair. You put it that way, Osama got lucky, really. Burial at sea, much more preferable. Geronimo. Anyway, <laughs> speaking yeah. of... Uh, speaking of, yeah, what? Mm? I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm doing this one as I go. Speaking of, um, Zero Dark Thirty, uh, has that, that's a film about Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> And it also has the word dark in it. And I tell you what, working for Activision Blizzard, you must be in a pretty dark place right about now. Am I right, boys? Sure. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> no? Yeah? How are we feeling? Actually, peaks and troughs. You've had a few days off recently. Maybe you saw the family. Um, swings and roundabouts, as we say. But uh, to actually put a bow on that segue and, and listen, the transition. Jamie. Jamie uh, yeah. I'm panicking. Different. Different, different needs, different drinks. And there are a lot of different, drinks yeah. in the Blizzard cubicle crawls. Oh, there we go. It's Cosby o'clock, baby, because that's right. We're Get your Wellington <laughs> boots back on because we're wading into the Blizzard swamp once again because, well, we did touch on this, um, let's be honest, somewhat sensitive topic last week. Um, it has ended up being the gift that keeps on giving, which is actually, I probably should have called it that because this is, again... This is a sensitive topic. We're talking Jesus. about fundamentally. We're talking about a company that has had a lawsuit placed against it for um, some pretty uh, bad shit, uh, like sexual harassment and abuse in the workplace and all kinds of other things of that nature. What's so, the, what's uh, the latest, is... Jamie? Let me pull you out of that swamp that you are <laughs> wading, wading into. into. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so we talked last week about how the uh, employees of Activision Blizzard, uh, following the lawsuit being filed, were taking some action themselves. 
Uh, we were seeing things like walkouts as they were demonstrating that they were clearly unhappy with the situation and it was time for change. One of the people that is maybe trying to institute change in some way, shape or form, probably, is Bobby Kotick, who is kind of the CEO of Activision Blizzard, obviously comes from the Activision side and has some control. Whether or not he influenced this decision or not, it's hard to say. But one of the things that has happened in the last few days is that Blizzard president Jay Allenbrack has left the company. Um, fairly big news, a fairly recognizable figure within Blizzard. Um, if you've watched any sort of BlizzCon footage or anything like that over the last couple of years, um, or even just been reading articles, you've probably seen a picture and or video of his face and his long hair. Um, <laughs> Ponytail. Yeah. So he's gone. Yeah. He's gone. He's out. Um, the company announced that. The, the kind of the statement, the reason I kind of pussyfitted around how he actually went is the company statement was a little bit weird. It seems oh, like... dude, yeah. It was very... The whole thing, there was like two statements, right? An internal and a press release. And both of them right. were, were kind of strange. Yeah, because it's obviously, I guess, maybe for self-preservation reasons, they're not saying he's been ousted, that he hasn't been fired, for example. And in fact, I believe in his personal sort of testament as to what's going on, he used the usual stick about going on to, you know, new adventures or whatever. This, this which, is the thing. I don't I don't think there has been an official one from him. Maybe there hasn't. I, maybe I, I'm getting crossed, I, I my feel wires like crossed. It was the public statement saying that, like, uh, Jay Allen Bracker's leaving to pursue other opportunities. Maybe that was it. Maybe right? that's what I saw. I saw that quote and assumed it was Yeah. Him. Can, can I just say that the weird thing about it that really struck me was, and, and maybe rightly so, but in all of these things, like saying that like a pre, for, former president at this stage, but uh, Jay Allen Brack is stepping down, has always been a footnote in these things. And then they're just talking about like the new leaders and how good they are and where they come from, blah, blah, blah. And like I said, like maybe that was due because Jay Allen Brack is named in the uh uh it's not court case but like you know whatever it is the mm-hmm. I can't know what the it? term is. It's the lawsuit. The lawsuit. Yeah, the lawsuit. yeah, yeah that's what I'm looking legal, for. whatever it is. Litigation. Um uh you know so fair enough. But it, it does also kind of feel like either they're just kind of using him as a bit of a scapegoat and then just kind of sweeping it under the rug or he did some dodgy shit and they're just trying to sweep it under the rug that way. But watching a bunch of like YouTubers talk about it who are a little bit more in the know than I am. They're just kind of saying like, yeah, of course he's gone. He's, he was the president across like two of the most abysmal years that Blizzard has ever had. If this was any other company, guess what? The person responsible for the company needs to go and the board of directors will make that happen. Right. Which is exactly what's happened here. Well, because what they need to do now is what they need to, um, they need to give the, um, the shareholders, a sense that the company's sorting itself out and that they yeah. need to do like damage control. So yeah, they need, of course they need to get rid of him and they can't have him sitting there, the share price tumbling and they need to do something. And yeah. that's the most obvious thing, right? And they had a, a cause they're a publicly traded company. They had a, uh, what's, what's the term? Like a shares report call. What's the fuck? My right. brain's turning to much. Um, like a financial. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically like they, yeah, I can't recall them, yeah, yeah. Where all the like, financial report, Exactly right. Exactly right. And like um, stakeholders would like ask questions and stuff. We used to see it a lot with like Nintendo and and find out stuff from Nintendo from that with Iwata, mm. Iwata Sun, R.I.P. Um, but yeah, like this was happening. You know, this 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 all happened in the space of like the the shares tumbled and then Bobby Kotick got involved and now uh, and then they were going to have their 
share earnings call or whatever, and then Che Allen Brack's being axed. Like, mm. it's all happening very quickly. A bit of a domino effect, maybe. A bit of a coup, some might say. A bit of a coup. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. and speaking uh-huh. of kind of like coups, but also like some conspiracy theories that one could try and muster through all of this, and, and again, take this all with a pinch of salt, but one thing that some onlookers are noting is uh, what's happening with sort of Blizzard leadership, some of the titles that are kind of being thrown around, and the reason we mentioned Bobby Kotick, perhaps uh, Bobby Kotick sort of furthering his reach uh, and control over the Blizzard side of the organization, because, so for anyone that doesn't know, uh, J. Allen Brack's predecessor was a man named Mike Morheim, uh, maybe a name you recognize. Yeah. He was the CEO of Blizzard Entertainment, by the time J. Allen Brack uh, was put in charge, it's worth noting that uh, Morheim left, it seemed at least partly at the time, due to his uh, uh, distaste for the way Kotick was behaving, sort of like over the top of him. Well, you could Jay probably Brack, just say Activision, right? Or just Activision, yeah, totally. And people you might remember that Activision were the ones that went to Blizzard and said, hey, you need to make more games, you need to make them faster. Yeah. Um, uh, Morheim left as CEO. J. Allen Brack took over as president, now Jalen Brack himself has left, and Jen O'Neill and Mikey Barra have taken over. Their title in the statement so far, they've been referred to as co-leaders of Blizzard. <laughs> so um, some people noting how we've gone from CEO to president <clears throat> to co-leaders, as and, and perhaps looking at that as Bobby Kotick continuing to do what he's done, uh, or admittedly, as Chris pointed out, over the last handful of years, exert more control over the Blizzard part of the company as he continues to look for ways for them to... Uh, drive more profit with hot, hot products like Warcraft 3 Reforged. Um, <laughs> it seems like which, it won't be a year yeah. and it'll be, they'll both be called, uh, these co-leaders now will be assistants to Mr. Kotick. Yeah. And that's what yeah. going to be. Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> um yeah, again, so like, you know, it's hard to know what's going on. It would be like, obviously, I'm not going to go full tinfoil hat and assume that Kotick is using all of this as a smokescreen to sort of like grab more land from underneath the Blizzard side of things. But it is probably as if it wasn't already a difficult enough time to be an Activision Blizzard, uh, especially a Blizzard employee with everything that's going on. Um, to have so much sort of like confusion and rumor and hearsay going on around your leadership at a time where you're probably looking for assurance, you're looking for change, you're looking for a sign that, you know, there's going to be a better future for a company that still so many people genuinely love. Um, Must be difficult to take that much optimism from all of this. As like Bobby Kotick hasn't had his name thrown around as much when it's come to uh, accusations of sexual harassment, sexual abuse, and so on and so forth. But by most accounts, probably not a great boss. Um, so, so there's something really interesting. Like I said, watching some of YouTube is more in the know. Here's a very yeah. interesting thing. So we've got to remember at what kind of level Bobby Kotick is operating. He's operating right at the top, sorting out the shit that needs to be sorted out. In particular, he is beholden to no one other than the shareholders, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I want you to open up a quick, a quick Google tab. Okay. Okay. And just Doing it and live. Just search Blizzard share yep. price. Blizzard share share price share price okay and then yep. it'll generate a graph and it's got one day five days yes one month, I can see months. all of this click on max I can vouch max okay okay look and, on, okay okay so explain this just explain what you see on the graph but keep in mind that uh activision blizzard was founded in 2008 so um what i can see is that the uh, share price gets a, a bump it would seem 
uh, as a result of the merger, then settles back in two thousand settles back down in two thousand and nine. Um, it stays fairly consistent. It grows a lot between twenty thirteen all the way up to the mid of twenty eighteen, which I can maybe wonder if that's. Blizzard starting to release games had an impact on that. I know yep, that the games yep. like Diablo 3, Hearthstone, Overwatch all came out kind of in that sort of period. There's a huge dip um, at the tail end of 2018. Yeah. Monumental dip going yep. into 2018. So that's going to be like your, your, um, all the controversies, I guess, from last year. With, yeah. You know, the- Blitzchung and all that kind exactly. of stuff. And then it just um, fucking- almost halves. Then it goes back up to, as we often see in these situations, above what it was at before the big drop, um, but it is now starting to come back down as a result of this. So my, my point is this. The, and in terms of like the ratio of how much the graph has gone up since 2008, let's say in 2008, you got like $16 per share. And at its yeah. peak this year, it went to like, what, 90 90- Five one in February. Well, I'm seeing one hundred and one in February. Yeah, one hundred and one dollars in February. Like that yeah. is a monumental increase. It's funny because us gamers with a G who are kind of like in our own kind of world in a way, we think it's like the death knell of Blizzard. But like, it's not going anywhere. Isn't it? Yeah, it's it's going down now. And who's to say if it's going to bounce back? Um, oh, it's it's not going anywhere. I don't think we're saying it's the death knell, but it's obviously it's still. A- a big impact for the company, which but is I, why. I think it's it's interesting to look at this perspective when you think of it. You know, like you think of the heyday of of Blizzard and this, that, the other. It's like, you know, there is shit happening. Like, I don't know. I, there I, is just, shit happening. I, I just I just find like, it very interesting. I I feel like every time we try and read too much into share prices, they dip <laughs> because we're all getting angry about something, and then they go back higher than they ever were before. I feel like yeah. that, remember when um, EA were going through the Battlefront 2 saga and everyone was like, the share prices, the share prices, yeah, and everyone was going crazy. And then like six months later, they doubled to, from even where they were before the dip. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, companies keep getting bigger, um, I guess. Yeah. And it's also worth noting that like while uh, Bobby Kotick hasn't been completely successful in his uh, push to get Blizzard to release more games, um because uh, obviously Warcraft 3 Reforged came out, but the reception was not good. Um, they do Their docket at the moment is pretty solid with Diablo 4 in development, yeah. Overwatch 2 in development, and the mobile Diablo game Diablo Immortal is probably not too far away, but it just got delayed into delayed. 2022, right, yeah. Chris? Yeah. I uh, think no. First but at least they know, they, people have played it and they know what they're doing. Yeah. Right? But in terms of Diablo 4, it has re- reached the internal milestone, so... And, and I believe Overwatch 2 as well reached an internal milestone. Yeah. So Th- like those will be big games, especially with sort of next-gen compatibility and being yeah. on all platforms, as they always are. So, But um, really, like for as much as we could talk about games and we could talk about uh, Kotick and release and share prices and stuff like that, ultimately this is a story um, about the employees yeah. of Activision Blizzard mm-hmm. um, and their fight uh, as a result of this lawsuit for better standards of work um, for everyone, but especially for... Uh, all the uh, horrible stories of women over the years who have had to face, you know, um, workplace abuse or harassment and all these horrible stories. Um, unfortunately, um, it's not necessarily that the stories got worse or there were more reports, although that did happen as well in the last week for anyone that wants to go and look up any of that. But some of the uh, the people that have been uh, surrounding this whole situation uh, for the last week or two were making headlines once again, uh, and it was a pretty poor look. 
Uh, one person in particular that I wanted to call out, and I just found the story... Like Actually, I found much of this story kind of like almost uh, stranger than fiction, <laughs> but this was particularly outrageous. So there is an individual who I believe we brought up last week, at least in passing, called Fran Townsend, yeah. who is the CCO of Activision Blizzard. She was one of the people who made kind of a re- written response, a letter that addressed the lawsuit that was widely criticized, not just internally, but also by the fucking everyone who fucking read it. Um, <laughs> she was one of the people who was like, I'm really proud of how far we've come and the, th- the systems we've got in place and the way we work with our employees. She was one of those people. Um, she came under fire in the last week for tweeting an article from the Atlantic on quote the problem with whistleblowing. Um, not just a weird article to uh, to promote in general, but also just a fascinating time to do it. Um, it the story then gets weirder when some of her Blizzard uh, employees notice that that's a strange article to be sharing at a time like this and comment or, or respond to her tweet, and she blocks them. Okay. Can I add to that? Because not yeah. only she blocks them, but she's also now deleted her Twitter. So that's how the story ends. She has now deleted her Twitter. Uh, Activision Blizzard had confirmed that she is still with the company, but gamers have pushed her to delete her Twitter. And if you want a little <laughs> bit of a... I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it justice because there's a tweet that does it so well. But if you want a little bit of um, uh, like information on just how hard the gamers are kind of hitting uh, Fran Townsend, um, she used to be the Homeland Security and Counterterrorism Advisor to President Bush and was one of the people that there is video footage of her up there basically defending the U.S. when it comes to uh, torture and saying that the U.S. don't torture people. Um, And she managed to make it through that with her Twitter account unscathed. Although (laughs) she obviously wasn't using Twitter in the Bush era because Twitter wasn't around. But um, gamers have been the the ones that uh, pushed... Uh, one of George Bush's torture apologists over the edge. Um, <laughs> but it's, I, I always think this is funny though because we always think of people like this, right? She's the COO, and they wheeled her out to talk to sort of talk to people. Obviously, lot. And we talked about last week how it seemed like they managed to go and find. We just need a female executive to make us not look <laughs> yeah. as bad. Um, but then there's no reason why she's going to be any more. So like we often talk about, you get you live in a bubble, right? So she's dealing with all that stuff. But I don't find it that surprising that a middle-aged, very wealthy woman who, you know, is dealing with this from an executive perspective is so um, dumb to, like, this being a really bad idea. I don't find it that surprising. Because she's always, I reckon she's, someone said, that she's probably been having a coffee at some ridiculously expensive coffee bar and her friend's gone, I just read a great article in The Atlantic about why whistleblowing's a bad idea. And she's gone and read it and gone they make some great points i wonder if the activision blizzard employees have read this and she's like retweeted it yeah and then what do you do she has to get to damage control because then they the employees are like what have you done so she starts blocking them probably thinking well no one's gonna know that i've blocked them and then it just all comes like after that you know what it feels like but, it, it feels like to kind of carry on with the, the theme of this episode of like bringing up things that we've spoken about in the past three episodes but she she's going through the principal Skinner thing, isn't she? Yeah, she's not yeah, out in, of touch. It's the employees. Straight <laughs> oh, right, straight yeah. denial, but just a fascinating denial. Like it, this is so like, bizarre. Yeah. Like honestly, it's a lot of the accusations that have come out. Like they've been really weird, but you can kind of I don't know. You could probably plot a path and like understand how it got to such a bad point, and then just kind of like have this happen. It's so fucking bizarre. It is so bizarre. Yeah. 
it does feel like a situation that we, for better or for worse, haven't heard the last of. Obviously, the, the lawsuit itself uh, continues. I'm sure the the thoughts and testimonies and opinions of current and uh, past Activision Blizzard employees will continue to pour out. And who knows, maybe we'll get more horrific public statements from uh, <laughs> senior figures within the company or management. Um, and maybe more of them will leave or get fired or uh, somewhere in between the two and we'll never quite find <laughs> out. Um, one thing's for sure, though, is that if, the, if anything kind of moves the needle on this kind of stuff and gets people moving and gets things loose and fluid, it's when money's involved. And as one last closing note for all of this, um, advertisers, companies, the people who pay the big bucks are unsurprisingly starting to notice State Farm are pulling their ads from the Overwatch League. And this is a big one. Brace yourself. Coca-Cola say they are, quote, uh. revisiting their plans with Blizzard. Chris, um, no. I don't know how much you could divulge, but I feel, I feel like... No? You, no, no. Nothing? T-Mobile's okay. also pulled out. So, yeah. Um, I feel like when money starts to go, heads start to roll, so... Um, I, I think they'll, they'll be further shake-ups in terms of the leadership, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I doubt Fra- this Fran's, is the Fran's not long for um, Activision Blizzard. <laughs> Do we think Fran's gone by this time next week, or do you think they just <laughs> I, put her in hiding? I think they're going to kill her and keep <laughs> wheeling her out like a um, uh, weekend of Bernie's. <laughs> I think Fran will be gone. Yeah, I think uh, gone. Let's. I'm going to say she'll be gone. I, I don't okay. think she will because I, I hate to say this because it's going to sound really bad, but I think it would be really poor form for the company to get rid of a one of the probably few uh, C-suite executives. Um, that is female in the company. But, they'll, but they'll just come out and say Fran's just pursuing other uh, opportunities. As so long as they can replace it with Fran 2.0, you know, like Fron. Yeah. Oh, we got rid of Fran. Now we got Fron. Then it'll be okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think, I don't know. If they do ask her, they'll be very quiet about it, I yeah. think. Turns out Fran, actually short for Francis, was a man all along, guys. <laughs> Francis. <laughs> it was Francis, Francis all along. Gone. It was Francis all along, but um, uh, poor boogie. Yeah, it does. It does seem like um, this probably won't be the last time we wade into uh, the Blizzard Swamp, as we've uh, we've named it. But um, yeah, yeah. Let's. No, 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 no. no this no, isn't no. a segue. This, oh, this okay. is a bow. Oh. This is a bow, not a segue. Oh, I, was I, just saying, I was waiting for the because um, I'd love to know how this segue is going to work out. Oh, no, no, George, no, I, I, I just thought of a great one, but I'm not going to be a Chris, and I'm not going to ruin it. I <laughs> know, oh, Josie. I'm gonna. I'm, what do I need to say to tee you up for it? No, no, I was going to tee. I, I, I have no idea. I'm so I'm not. I'll just, I'll just let you do it. Do oh your, man, do, but do I want to hear it. It's not that good. I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after. Oh, God. Okay, if I, as long as you promise to tell me after. All I, I was just going to put a bow on it and say, of course, we will keep uh, anyone and everyone up to date if there are any more stories from tales from the swamp as far as Blizzard go. <laughs> That's um, a, a new Patreon exclusive. <laughs> tales from, from the swamp. The swamp. Um, but obviously, like I feel, like, I don't know. It's one of those stories where, like, you don't want to go back to it too often if you don't have to, because obviously it is quite heavy and there is, you know, sensitive uh, subjects involved that are wrapped up in all of it. But at the same time, news is news, and uh, that's what we're here for, right, boys? Hell yeah! You, um, you can't absolutely. stop the journalists within us. Exactly, and you know the other thing you can't stop, uh, Chris. Tell me, Jamie. Technology. It just keeps on progressing. Everything's getting smaller. Everything's getting faster. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, things are changing. Change is afoot. And uh, um, 
Uh, do you know what? Sometimes I just feel like um, I want to escape it all. Mm. I want to escape, uh, escape it all. Um, you know, uh, 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 you you want a new reality? No, Chris. I'm like J.K. or Jamiroquai. I want a virtual insanity. And one of the ways one might acquire a virtual insanity is through the means of virtual reality. Wow. Yeah. No thoughts no. out of ten. Um, Interest. Interesting. Six for it being interesting. I'll give it a two out of ten. Yeah. <sighs> like the um, two in PSVR two. Did it for you. Uh, that see that that was a that was a four out of ten. Um yeah. <laughs> anyway. PlayStation VR two. It's a thing. Um no. Uh so I guess Let's roll it back. PlayStation VR 2. It's the sequel. Can you call technology sequels? Can you call a physical piece of kit a sequel? Mm, I don't know. Maybe next, not. It's the follow-up. Ne- next iteration, follow-up, yeah. It's the next iteration of the uh, of PlayStation VR, which was the headset and, well, they didn't actually release new handsets uh, that came out a couple of years ago that were compatible with the PlayStation 4. Um, Sony confirmed uh, sometime this year or last year, I can't even remember when, that there would be a follow-up um, and we now have some more information on it, courtesy of a developer summit. I don't know what that means, but every time I hear the word summit, I always imagine that it's a meeting that happens at the top of a mountain. <laughs> so I just yeah, think, that's exactly what it is. It's a hotel okay. on top of a mountain where you yeah. meet up and have a summit. Yeah, there J- you go. Kind of like a Bond. James Bond start. Yeah, like a base at the top of like the Alps, and everyone has to ski their way back down to civilization. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes. Um, Anyway, so we do have some new information on it because I, whether it was meant to or not, details did emerge from this summit. Um, I'll roll through some of them pretty quickly because there's some sort of fairly tech-heavy words here and there's some numbers and there's some stats. I don't know how much of it means anything, so I'll just rattle it off. First of all, its codename is NGVR, which presumably stands for Next Gen VR as opposed to PlayStation VR 2. Maybe we need to update the way we refer to it, NGVR from now on. Almost definitely we'll forget, but there we go. (laughs) HDR OLED displays with a resolution of 2000 by 2040 per eye. Is that high? If I were a good podcast host, I'd have done my research and I'd be able to tell you I don't have a clue. But those numbers... Can I jump in here? It's good, yeah. It's good per eye, yeah. Can I jump in here? I don't fucking believe this for one fucking second. Why? Chris, good point. This is a rumor, but Jonesy, yeah. Why? Why don't you believe it? All right. Okay. An an HDR OLED panel, okay, with a resolution of 2000 by 2040 per eye. So you're having two of those HDR OLED panels, okay? First of all, in a device, so there's a couple of things to unpack here. First of all, you need, uh, uh, so so that's like what you, if you add them all together, you're looking at like uh, 8K resolution almost, right? So you need a system powerful enough to push through this. I know later on you're going to talk about perhaps a way that they could power this kind of resolution. However, what is the cost of this fucking PSVR going to be? What is the cost, fellas? Um, that was not mentioned at the development think, summit. Think about, think about this much, okay? Um. A Switch OLED, which doesn't have any HDR, and I, I believe is still only 720 okay, is adding $50 to the price of the base Switch. Okay. Well, he goes to so the, the, oh, the um, Oculus Quest is an OLED, which is 1440 by 1600 per eye. Okay. Is it HDR OLED? 
it doesn't say. Just it says it's pentile OLED. I don't know what pentile OLED is. Uh, yeah, but then it, fine. But but like I don't I don't necessarily think that going to HDR is is a big thing because it's not out yet. I don't think that's like I don't think that's a game changer. Like a, a yeah, that's fair. But I, I, ju- I just the quest. How much is the quest? Let me, let me see how much. I think it's like two hundred and fifty dollars or pounds. It comes in various sizes, right? It depends on the internal storage. Yeah, but it's less about the storage. Storage is like cheapest chips, right? Yeah, yeah but they still charge you a bloody fortune <clears throat> for it. Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing that mar- they mark it up. But I, I just, I just don't understand. So how... you took a three, three fifth. Well, one here for two fifty, one for three fifty. Okay, they're so going to you... price this at about three hundred quid, and I think if it's not coming out for twenty twenty three or something like that, I don't think this is that ridiculous. I mean, it's not a, it's not insurmountable in the way that you're going. You know what? I fucking when the Switch Pro rumors were fucking flying about, and I was like, mm, I'm not sure about that. How are they going to hit the price point? And you guys, look what fucking happened. It's just a fucking. It's a nothing. It's a nothing. Well, I I I I have serious trouble believing this i hope i'm wrong let me, but i do have trouble believing it but let me in that case let me get your thoughts on the insurmountability of the remainder of the uh sure the so-called specs in case any of them also raise red flags fov of 110 i don't know what the original psvr was but i know that that's an improvement one of the things that you mentioned or referenced earlier chris and this is where some of the the tech words come in so brace yourself if you you know, you suffer from like if you get strokes or <laughs> epileptic fits or anything like that. This apparently uses flexible scaling resolution in addition to foveated rendering used in conjunction with eye tracking. Basically, it aims to scale resolution based on the user's concentrated view, i.e., things that it can knows you're looking at will be higher resolution than things it knows you're not looking at. Yeah, which yeah. is a way of uh, not putting too much strain on the old PlayStation Five. Uh, we, of course, know that there are going to be new controllers. Those are the things we have seen. There are pictures of them. You can go and look them up. Uh, they will be packaged with every NGVR headset at launch. That's not that much of a surprise. We also know that it will have capacitive touch sensors, which are analog-based and can track the distance between your fingers and thumb. I don't know what this will be good for, but I presume it just means we can continue to either give people a thumbs up or make finger guns in games or as Chris is currently uh, showing uh, video watchers of this podcast a uh, potentially masturbate. We're talking about the potential. Of well, I think the biggest thing about the track and the distance is if you think about the original, like uh, the um, shit, what's it even called? I've bloody got one. I can't remember what it's called. Robo Recall. No, uh, not the Oculus. The other <laughs> Space one. Space Pirate the, Trainer. The H. The Vive. The Vive. HTC. With the Vive, you could almost have like so you could even you could have like a finger up or a finger down, and it it couldn't really track where your hands were. But then obviously the next gen was that they could then start to track where your fingers are. So I guess yeah. that they're now saying that with this, they're going to be able to have you yeah. almost like real-time finger tracking to know where your fingers are and what they're doing, as opposed to like definite positions, which is cool. Which, which okay. So just to jump in again, so you've got eye tracking with all this tech and you've got these like super fancy controllers, which is all cool. But again, ups the price, fellas. It does, for sure. It does, it does up, up the price. price. It does up it the does price. Up the price. Yeah. Um, one last note, I guess, uh, which is actually less about the hardware itself and more about Sony's vision for the future of VR on their platform. It said that they want to move away from quote unquote VR experiences and concentrate more on AAA games with an aim to make hybrid games that are playable in both flat screen and VR. Uh, examples of that from the PlayStation VR include games like Resident Evil 7. 7. Yeah, so I'm getting my numbers right. Uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. 
I believe Fallout 4, was that eventually a thing? I don't know if it's on PSVR. No, Sky, but... Skyrim was a particular VR version, wasn't it? It wasn't like a hybrid one. Um, I don't. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Actually, yeah. But, Fall, uh, but, Fallout Four had a but it, but, it, but it was still it was still kind of like a port of the full experience. Yeah. I guess I think really Hitman had uh, had it as well. Hitman you're right. Two? Hitman Three. Or Hitman three? three, the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that was one of the ones where I think it was like PSVR only or something weird like that, and it was on PS Five, and it was very strange how you got it all yeah. wired up. Um, but yeah, interesting that clearly they think now is the time to get people away from. Um, doing the luge or floating <laughs> in a shark tank. Yeah, um, it's got to be right. Like and, fucking and playing if, games. If you want VR to kind of really take off and really be mainstream, you've got to move totally. away from VR experiences. Totally. There's a weird thing because uh, one of the things about VR, though, especially with the PlayStation, is playing, having played played a game like Ratchet and Clank, like just finished. There are sections of that game where I would be like, I would love to just see what that was like in VR, or I'd love to be able to look around that world in 3D and, and kind of experience it. But I'm not going to buy a standalone Ratchet and Clank VR experience just yeah. so that I can have a little go because it's, it's going to be expensive. It's not going to be worth yeah. it. But if you could say to me, you don't have to play the whole gun, the whole game like that. You can have as much fun as you like have playing the game as is. But you can pop the headset on and you can still have the same perspective. But you can look around and you can still control Rivet and Ratchet and you can do you know yeah. that'd be. I'd love to do that. Yeah. That's that's exactly the sort of thing but, I want to be hearing from. What, what comes to mind immediately there is uh, the work that uh, Asobo, Asobi, Asobi Studio yeah. uh, do in Japan, where obviously they released Astro's Playroom to critical acclaim as a packet with a PlayStation 5. But prior to that, they made a VR Astro game, which was which is kind of what you were talking about, Jonas. It was a 3D uh, platformer where you could, you know, Move your head around and look around <laughs> corners and find secrets for Astro to get. Yeah, we played it, didn't we, at the... Um... Uh, where where was it called? The underground game 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 dungeon. The game dungeon. Called. The game dungeon. Yeah, no, exactly. And I I really enjoyed that, and I thought it was a great use of the v, of VR in a different way. Um, although it still did have VR, like you'd still need to use VR because if I remember rightly, you had to like reach out and grab things and move yeah, them around. I think but, that was a VR yeah. only game in that particular one. But that it was. Yeah, it's definitely that. That is definitely something that makes me think about games like Ratchet and Clank, that third person sort of platform with a lot of colours that are very vivid games. Whereas it worked so well in that in the game that we played with the VR that I'm like, yeah, you can absolutely make hybrid games like that. You don't need to say, hey, this is going to be a complete VR experience. Because <laughs> you know, usually they're, if they're not free, then people don't play them. Really? Yeah. Like realistically. Yeah. Here's a question. And look, this might be slightly optimistic of me, but I'm going to pitch it anyway. I might make myself look stupid, but I'm willing to go there. If you are whoever it has to be, Jim Ryan, Herman Holst, I don't even know who has to make that phone call. But if you are one of them and you pick up the phone and you dial in 0800 VALVE, uh, Gabe picks up and you say, Gabe, blank check, I need Half Life Alex on the PlayStation 5. What do you think Gabe says? Yeah. Oh uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Does he have like an eclair in his mouth yeah. while he's answering? Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't have it. Uh, uh, maybe, I don't think these. I don't know. I, I reckon he does. Because like he is what very much one of those sort of like hey for the gamers let people play things kind of guys. But at the same time, like yeah, I, does he kind of want people more? Does he also want people in the PC space? He wants people buying. Valve indexes. He wants people spending crazy amount of money getting in. I don't know. It's a tough one, right? Yeah, it is weird because that 
Valve and, and Gabe are all, all about, oh, open open this and open source and blah, blah, blah. And they've obviously got this massive push for VR. Um, but do they really want to help Sony in that journey? Yeah, but then again, you're saying, do they really want to help Sony on the journey when a two-year-old game, potentially at that stage, three to four to five-year-old game? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but you still and have an entire console if- generation who want it, who would probably play it. Yeah, and if it becomes a killer app for PSVR 2, that we could be talking about millions of additional sales. Yeah, but what what if it's a case of saying they release it on PSVR 2 and then they release Half-Life Alex 2 on PC only, baby? Oof, you just reminded me that I haven't played. I haven't yeah, finished me too. Half-Life Alex. <laughs> me too. I need to, I need to like get back in. It's, it's I haven't played of, VR for such a yeah, long time. Yeah, exactly. It's too much of a barrier but to just kind of get set up, man. Here's, here's the other thing that I'm thinking, though, is like, Obviously, without going into like spoilers or specifics, like there are there are reasons to believe there will be more titles in the Half Life yeah. franchise or the Half Life series. How tied are Valve to like remaining on the VR path? If they are, for example, going to at one point in time put the number three on the end of a Half Life game, which, uh, without going into details, I think is plausible. Yeah, I hundred percent think is plausible. Do you want that to be a traditional Half-Life experience? And if so, do you then want Half-Life Alex in as many hands as possible? Because, hey, Half-Life 3 is coming out on the PS5. Can, just, I'm just spitballing. I, can I, I tell know. you the one thing I've learned about Half-Life throughout all of the build-up to Half-Life 3 and eventually what yeah. we get in Half-Life Alex is that it doesn't matter what you want because it's only going to happen when <laughs> when Gabe wants it to happen and how Gabe wants it to happen. So you just get you just get along for the fucking roller coaster ride. Sure, I think it was funny though, because in a way, like you've almost hit on a thing that that Sony have realized is so Half Life Alex comes out and and everyone's like, is it Half Life Three? Like, no, it's Half Life Alex. It's a standalone VR thing. It's it's not you know um, you don't need to. It, do, it doesn't even have to invoke Half Life Three. At the same time, if you release that as a game that didn't require VR, people would have been biting your hands off to get hold of that. Like they would have been all over it. And I think that's one of the things that Sony have realized is that you, you the the idea of VR da 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 is you need to stop that sort of delineation. You need to just have a game, have games, and people can play them how they want to play them. Which I think yeah. is, is is the the way to go. I think it's pretty cool. Sounds like does sound like that's something they are going into this new generation of VR technology with a bit more awareness of. But but before I skip along, are either of you two actually seen uh, the ending to Half Life Alex yet? I I, I, keep I, wanting... I caved no. and I did see it. Yeah, did you? You did, you, you did cave. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, though. but I mean, like, I, I, How I kind cool. of had it. I don't even play that series, yeah. but that's fucking cool. Yeah, I kind of had it spoiled for me through like um, thumbnails, obviously around the time. Ah, uh, thumbnails right, on YouTube. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, that only tells a. Yeah, you're like, it's one you're like, yeah. one portion of a of a bigger hole. Uh, but totally. You, yeah, that bigger hole. Emphasis on the hole. <laughs> the, the the big hole. I, don't worry, Jonesy, it's not spoiled. But I'll say the big hole is very very fucking clever of them. And it's a hole that needs filling asap. Oh, I'm I'm throbbing and ready. You could, like you can't you can't not fill that hole. I, I told you I'm th- you know? I'm throbbing and I'm ready. So I'm engorged. Let's let's get it let's get it going. Wow. Yeah. Um. Speaking of um, big holes that need filling, um, Jesus, where's this? I see. Do you know what? No, I keep doing it where I'm like, right, just say the first part of it, and then your brain will think of the rest. <laughs> but then the brain doesn't do it. I the like brain it. doesn't do it. I like it. Um, 
I have a listen, big hole in my Jamie, heart Jamie, from listen, my childhood. Listen, Jamie. Okay. Just don't abandon your quest for the greatest yeah. segue ever. All right. That's that's more or less where I was going with. It. I was going to bring in sort of like childhood abandonment and running away from home and <laughs> layers to the story that we didn't are. need to be involved. So um, <laughs> kind of glad you stepped in there, Jonesy. I wish you'd uh, taken the same initiative earlier. And just just cut me off while you had the chance. Sometimes we ju- he just needs a nudge. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Gentle gentle I, kick. Yeah, someone else that needs a gentle kick. Hassan Karaman of Blue Box Studios. I don't know why, but hey, that's the way segways work, right? Because he doesn't exist. Because he's a because he's he doesn't a, exist. He's a, a fox, he's a fox engine creation. He's a fox engine creation that's deep faked. He's voiced by Kiefer Sutherland, and he will come too. Um, that's right. Uh, believe it or not, abandoned still won't go away. I will say that this week's news is not quite as big or juicy or revelatory as it has been in recent weeks, but Abandoned has still managed to make headlines because at this point, if Hassan just tweets, someone's (laughs) going to write about it. So uh, if they're writing about it, we can talk about it. And that's what we're here to do. Uh, The story, to be specific, though, revolves around some screenshots that emerged this week that were said to be of the game in question, Abandoned. They emerged initially seemingly from Hassan's own profile, where, you know, a lot of them... The pictures kind of came out. They actually had the the PSN kind of surrounding banner and like Hassan's profile name there. Very odd. Um, <laughs> fortunately, Hassan was quick to jump on Twitter and acknowledge that they were in fact real, but there was more to the screenshots that met the eye because they were not from Abandoned as it's being worked on now or some like pre-release thing or anything to do with the trailer app that you can still pre-install. Uh, they were in fact from a 2019 version of the game that in Hassan's view was designed to test the PS4's max power. Now, why Hassan decided to make a game that was that he wanted to use to test the PS4's max power, I don't know, but he did it. He designed a, a version of Abandoned that used 8K textures and was trying to run at 4K and 60 frames a second on a PS4 Pro. Surprise, surprise, spoiler alert, it didn't work, and that was apparently... <laughs> Um, what um, what inspired Hassan to push the game to the PlayStation 5 because it needed that next-gen oomph. Um, so I guess to you boys, and, and Josie, maybe I'll start with you. I have two questions. One, why does this all sound complete bullshit? And two, was, were Hassan and Blue Box really making a version of this game with 8K textures two years ago when we already know all that other bullshit about abandoned Steam games and green light and failed Kickstarters. Like, Abandoned wasn't in development two years ago. Come on. Um, they used they used fucking bought assets in their trailer. They weren't making this game two years ago. Yes, they were. Anyway. Yes, they were. They've been making a game which is gonna which was gonna become abandoned. And they've probably been doing it for ten years because they're because they are not Kojima and they are not konami and they're not any of this they are a small group of wow developers making a game and like do you, do you know what it's similar to it'll be like when someone creates their first album right they spend years making their first album and they use bits of songs and stuff and they put them together and they reuse things and they redo it did kasan karaman use some of that game in order to try and push a playstation 4 to its limit of course he did because he didn't really know what he was doing and he was like fuck it 8k textures let's go 60 frames 4k let's do it let's see if it can run and but then somebody probably came to him afterwards and were like dude this is pointless what are you doing like you don't need to do that for this game you can just make it and he, and he was like no it will and do you know how i know because i've been there 
I've done that. I've seen people do it. I've seen people make videos using stupid like levels of resolutions and qualities and things when you're just like, calm down. You don't need to do this. Just focus on making the game. Focus on making it good. But but, but to clarify, so I'm not. I I think this is all true. You think this is all true? You think abandoned was in mid in the mid in serious development in 2019? No, no, no. I think I think um. A game. I think uh, they were in. They were in production of a game that they didn't really know what was going to go, and that game or parts of that game have right, become okay. abandoned, and that is what they're talking about now. So, are the shots of abandoned? Yes, they may well be things that you will see in abandoned. Are they at the time? Was that game called abandoned? No, probably not. It was probably called um, a trip to the woods or something stupid, or like um, uh, a dark a dark night in. Yeah. <laughs> The working title was Blair Witch. It just, uh, <laughs> no, it was actually uh, the working the title was One Night in Paris. <laughs> ah, okay, yeah, yeah I get you. Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's okay to me. It's like almost like a student filmmaker goes out and films in the woods, and they're like, "Oh, this at is AK. Actually- <laughs> this is this is exactly yeah, exactly using they a fucking use a, uh, a area Alexa like yeah. no, that they yes. they rented for one day with the entirety of their budget. <laughs> no, but you absolutely nailed it. They've got a camera that they don't need to go and film in low light in the middle of the woods because they're convinced that they need and they need like the most expensive prime lens that their uni has, and then they go and they film it, and everyone's like, "You've overdone the shit out of this, mate. You didn't. You could have gone and have a camera." Yeah, like, where's the like, story? No, but look at yeah. those trees, mate. But then. Mm-hmm snippets of that become the Blair Witch Project later down the line because they're like, actually, the holding the camera when all the snot was coming out my nose was quite effective. <laughs> so we're going to reuse that shot for, for Blair Witch. That's what that's what wow. interesting. Wow. Interesting. Chris, are you as sort of like confident as Jonesy that like that back in 2019, Hassan and whatever the semblance of the Blue Box team was at the time were making something that has kind of fumbled together to become abandoned or is this him diverting attention away from something else is this book like where's your head at with all this okay i think what jonesy says makes sense not necessarily for blue box but in general you know like people test stuff a lot in terms of like gaming and iteration usually not like an indie company with their first fucking game but sure whatever um but like if i think of uh there was a game developer. What was his name? Uh, Hideo Kojima. When he was looking uh, for yes. an engine for Kojima Productions, it took him like fucking a year and a half because he was traveling the world, taking Instagram shots, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm going to try this engine. I'm going to try that engine. I'm going to test. I'm going to spend all the money. And then eventually he settled on the Decima engine, right? So right. in terms of that, like, yeah, I can. I think Josie's absolutely right. Like these things do happen. Uh, and stranger things have happened beyond saying, uh, you know, a, a, a games company that's doing their first game to do this. What what fails me is kind of the logic behind what's happened here from what Hassan says. PS4 Pro comes out. As a developer, you're going to play some games on the PS4 if you don't have a dev kit. And you're going to see where the power lies. You're going to load up a game. You're going to see how it runs. You're going to say, this can't even run 4K. Mm. And at that point, you don't start using 8K textures. No, exactly. I don't, but, I, mean, I, 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 don't, I don't care how much you vertical slice your shit, you don't use 8K textures because there's no need. There's literally no need. Fuck the resolution of the, fuck the textures as well. Like, like 
games weren't running successfully at 4, 4K60 on the PS4 Pro. No, Hassan, in 2019, <laughs> did not need to take it upon himself to experiment with that. No, but like, that, it just doesn't... He's either an idiot or a liar. Or... He's, I or, think we've well, already answered that or, question. Or... An auteur. He's the, prim, the former. Yeah, or he's an auteur. Well, yeah. A visionary. Like Hideo I don't know, Kojima. Do it's fucking Hideo, Hideo Kojima, fellas. I don't know how... Week in, week out, I'll tell yeah, you Yeah, no, this. but like... He's not... The he's thing not about idiot. Hideo Kojima is... Hideo Kojima can be whatever Hideo Kojima wants to be because at any point in his entire career for the past three decades almost, he's been surrounded by hundreds, if not thousands, of extremely talented people who can translate his whack job ideas and visions into... Somewhat cohesive, memorable gaming experiences. Yeah. Hassan doesn't have that. No, but, but Hassan's not like Hassan's exactly, not real. Exactly, which is why Hassan. And it's not fair. I shouldn't call him. I didn't mean he was an idiot, but it was kind of stupid to go out and try and make a sixty-frame game, sixty a game at sixty frames a second in four K using eight K textures. Did he do it? Of course he did, because he was like, do you know what? Abandon needs to look amazing, and no one said to him, dude. Even if you manage to get it running at 4K, the 8K textures aren't going to fucking display because they're 8K. You don't yeah. need that. And like, you know what? Jo- Jonesy do- using the kind of the kids going out to the forest with Ari Alexa kind of thing does track because like Hassan thinking like, oh no, man, I've got to wait for the PS5 before I can make Abandoned is exactly what happens with sort of like young and especially first time creatives where like you'll go up to someone and say, Oh, like, and they'll be like, oh, I've got an amazing idea for a short film. And you're like, oh, why don't you make it? It's like, I'm waiting to buy a camera. And you're like, oh, cool. Like, what's your budget? Like, you'd, well, you'd save up a few hundred quid to get something, you know, cheap to, to jump in. And like, no, I've got my eyes on this 20,000 pound camera. It will take me seven years to save up for it to make my first of a short film. And you're like, you got the idea. Just <laughs> make the, the That's the idea. Just make the thing. Like, you're, you're, you're procrastinating by letting yourself believe that it's the technology that's inhibiting your ability to be yep. creative. And maybe that's the the trap that Kassan got caught in until apparently uh, fucking money came from somewhere and he was bringing on seven different auxiliary studios to make assets from it when they usually make assets for triple or what some would call quadruple-A games. And, yeah. It's fucking Kojima. What a story. What a, where, what a where, story, where do, you, where do you lie on it, Jamie? <laughs> I mean, like, uh, as as the stuff has progressed, like, well, are you coming more around the, to my Kojima thing, or or no? And, and I'm starting to get a little bit more skewed. Is it the Konami thing? I got to say, where do I stand on it is not as simple a question as is it Kojima. My answer to the question is it Kojima is no. Okay, is it um, is it is it fucking Hassan Karaman? In a roundabout way, yes. Okay. Is do, you think Kar- I'm is, like, do you think is, there's more to it? Is Hassan I feel Karaman like, a real I feel, person? I feel, like, I feel like Jonesy is an atheist, Chris is down on his knees, and I'm like an agnostic. <laughs> and I'm like, right. I'm like, there's something, but it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> I like That's a good so, analogy. I like that. I like um, that. That's very good. Um, I don't know if you guys checked, but actually um, I had a... Um, I weirdly, uh, as I was finishing up some Ratchet, popped on my little card newsy Pony. thing at the bottom. Oh. No. Uh, and it's and it said, oh, you've got updates for stuff you've looked at recently. And one of them was the abandoned app with an update saying the trailer's coming on the 10th of uh, August. So we have only got, obviously, when this goes up, which will be the 6th, um, <laughs> we've only got four days. So it'll be before the next podcast that we should have actually seen the yeah. trailer for yeah. abandoned. The yeah. real-time trailer in the app. And, and can I tell you now, I'm going to put my prediction. We're not going to be any, we're not going to be any wiser when it drops. 
I'll tell you that. Oh, I, I was going to say, do you think it will be will be revealed? Uh, yeah, in the I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my bets on saying we're going to be number wiser. It's not. There's not going to be any reveal. It's not going to be a Konami thing or a Kojima thing. It's just going to be blue box. But that's, sure, sure. that's not going to change my my position. Something else fun to think about. Mm. San obviously talking about uh, the, some abandoned stuff happening in August. Also happening in August. Uh, opening night live over at Gamescom, hosted by the uh, the one and only Jeff Keighley. Interesting looking at the mm. uh, the the Game Awards, uh, also mm. run by Jeff Keighley. Their Twitter, uh, they were recently actually put out a tweet to celebrate the 18 year anniversary of a little game called Silent Hill Three. Um, I don't know if any of you guys mm. uh, recall any of the characters from Silent Hill Three and uh, whether or not they may or may not have popped up on the. Uh, the Instagram feeds of, of any famous Hollywood actors who may or may not have worked with Hideo Kojima in the past. It's just uh, some of those weird things. It's fucking Hideo Kojima. Like, I think the problem is I, with am the I internet. crazy bullshit? Yes, I think the problem with the internet is if you, because there's so much out there, you can find things to back up any theory. Like you, you genuinely can. And when you what's start, the, what, what's what's the name for that? Like, because there's a name for it. Like when you're. When you look for something to reaffirm what you believe in, you, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it almost becomes like numerology, right? It almost becomes like because you just look around for things to to say to prove to you. Uh, don't get me wrong. If there is, if the first trailer is just Hideo Kojima standing, like, or it's a pyramid head or whatever, then I'll be like, okay, that's they've done such a good job of of pushing this. But I will be. There's no way it is. It's blue box. It is Hassan Karaman. He's real. He's not a deep fake. Uh, and they're making a little game called Abandoned. And do you know, it's yeah, probably going to be a fun little indie horror game. I don't even think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a janky, bad, independent horror game that sets the world, uh, or at least the internet, on fire because everyone's like, you you strung us along. You lied to us. You made us believe it was this, that, and the other. And then the Sam puts his hands up and says, find me when I ever said that any of that was true. And the, then all the people like Chris would go, well, you, you, you didn't, but you strongly implied it. This, I don't know. Would you think it would be worse? In a way, I think if it comes out, if the game actually releases, not the trailers, but if the game comes out and it was like a bit of a janky mess, right? Mm. Um, then that will just, more people will double down saying that it is all like a big thing and that was on purpose it was a janky mess on purpose <laughs> if it comes oh, out- right and 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 they'll believe it's almost like a decoy game that's like uh acting as a smokescreen for something else yes whereas if it comes out and it's like a it's an okay horror indie game people will be really annoyed because they'll just know it was just a game <laughs> but if it comes out really bad and really janky and really shit people will go oh it's it's even deeper than we could possibly have thought it's a two I'm sure there will be some. Deal. I'm sure there will be something like that. But yeah, there's that, that, one sitting watching yeah. the screen right now. I think no. I think that's the station where I would get off. I'd say right. I'm I'm not riding this train anymore. But like, if it happens, it happens. Like, I'm not going to be angry if it is just a blue box thing because I'm enjoying the ride. But I'm telling you <laughs> totally. now, it's fucking Kojima. There we go. Well, I'm enjoying the ride as well, and the good thing is the ride won't end anytime soon. And if Hassan sticks to his dates, guys, we may well have more updates uh, to bring you this time next week 
for the next episode of the Super Show podcast, all the more reason to make sure you're tuning in then. And hey, if you need a little reminder, a little prompt to let you know when we've dropped a new episode, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you listen to us on podcasting platforms, you can maybe subscribe to feeds. I don't really know how that works. Or just follow them. Probably different on a per-platform basis. You can figure it out. Yeah. That's the power of self-discovery. Subscribe to our RSS feed. It's some- I know. See, I know that's a thing. Like, I, I think that's a way that some people make premium podcasts, quote unquote. Is the, like we, you- we've got an RSS feed. Oh, yeah, I, I set it up, but I have no about. idea. I never I've heard knew. about them for years, but I have no idea yeah. what they are or what they do. I think I think Spotify just has a follow button, and to be honest, that's where I do yeah. all my podcasts. I'll be honest with you, but I have no idea how I set up that RSS feed, but we've got it somewhere. So there you go. There you go. If anyone wants our RSSS feed, just uh, at Chris on Twitter. No, um, I don't know what I'm doing. There you go. Don't at Chris on Twitter. You can <laughs> at the Super Show Pod on Twitter, though, if you want to send us a little message, join in the conversation, ask us a question, send us a DM. The DMs are open. You are well within your rights to slide into them. Um, anyway, that's all the news and gaming hot topics and hot takes and bad jokes and amazing segues we've got for you this week. Um, thank you all so much for listening or watching whatever it was you chose to do this week. And with any luck, if we haven't put you off too much, we'll see you next time. Wait, Bye-bye. wait, wait. Oh, fuck. What did I do? You know what you've missed, fella. Code words. Oh, we're going to do code words. Like we haven't been doing them for 82 fucking Bro, episodes. Bro, this is the thing. I haven't, this is when you host like once a month, you don't remember these things. <laughs> um... I'm trying to think what we talked about. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. Some of the stuff we probably shouldn't have talked yeah, about. Yeah, do, do not write "come" in the in the comments. <laughs> yeah, do, do not write. Yeah, so I'm not even going to say that word because I don't want to invoke it. Um, was that what? What was something that was a bit more PG-13 that we had a good laugh about? Hmm. Chris, you were crying at some point. Yeah, what, what, was, what, it was early on. It was maybe something to do with Horizon. Horizon? No, I don't have anything on Horizon. Um, the only thing that I could think of is when we were talking about getting, you know, riding the, the blue box train. So it could just be like, some, I, I, for some reason, I thought of um, uh, Boondock Saints 2 because there's a character <laughs> there that says Choo Choo Motherfucker. And funnily oh, okay. enough, who stars in Boondock Saints 2? Willem Dafoe. I don't think he's in the second one. He he dies in the first one, I think. But uh, okay, an Irish man. No, well, yeah, actually, Norman uh, Reedus. Uh, oh, Jack, Jack Septicar- Oh, Norman Reedus. So there okay, is a connection. So there is a connection. Norman Reedus. Can, so choo 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 motherfucker is the code word. But then they can't say motherfucker, can they? Oh yeah, it's a bit not PG thirteen. What about choo choo Hassan? There you go. It's fucking right there. Choo 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 Hassan. Choo choo Hassan. Choo choo and something. Well, you come up with a better one than you fucking. Dingus. I'm too sorry. I was thinking. I, I was thinking we sorry. could do the uh, the internet, uh, internet internet radio porn stars. Was that 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 was the thing? But then we, we, would would the algorithm punish us for having porn stars in our comments? Who fucking knows anymore? I'll, I'll know, how about this? How about how about you just post with what you think RSS feed stands for? So what does RSS? I've stand got a better one. I, I fucking smashed it. What about and, uh, no no what about I've got, I've got, Al, Al Super Show? Either Al Super Show or, courtesy of our uh, patron, Manuel Guerrero, Investigate SJP. Ooh. Investigate SJP. It's got to be like that one. one. It's got to be that one. Investigate SJP. 
the candle in the wind. And if you want to know what that means, you'll have to sign up to the Patreon and $5 tier, look at the extra content, go to Known Murderer, episode number one, Matthew Broderick. We have to say episode number one every single time, that's the rule, because then it heavily implies that there will be an episode number two. <laughs> hey, fingers crossed. I love it. Fingers crossed. Anyway, that's all from us for this week. Remember to tune in next week. We're going to have so much more of this, and I guarantee you there will be laughs. So bring your popcorn. We'll see you there. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. See ya. See ya.